Welcome back inside the secret Gibby headquarters for another edition of Gibby's Football Podcast here in beautiful Belleville, Ontario. And uh, we're going on. We're week 10 of the NFL season, baby. We're, we're moving along. We're trucking along. I'm starting to run out of things to say about the NFL season, although there was a lot that happened over the weekend. But a man who's got plenty to say about what happened over the weekend is a man returning uh, to the show. It is Danny T. Danny, it's always a pleasure to talk with you, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing good, but how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's uh, interesting times outside. I don't know if it's the same in Ottawa, but uh, we had our oh, first snowfall geez. here, and uh, we had we didn't have too too much snow. I think we had. I think the final total will end up being like two or three centimeters, but it was noticeable. It was on the ground. So oh, lucky, lucky you, lucky you. Was there a lot of snow in Ottawa? We got about uh, we got about 15 centimeters, and nobody had on their winter tires. Oh, geez. and being in the traffic game in the morning with the roads not plowed at all. Yeah, it was just oh. I was just gonna say you are a traffic reporter, so it must yeah. have been a lot of fun. I saw one Ottawa. Of my... Ottawa was bad, and Kitchener got hit hard too. So boy, Kitchener, there you go. Yeah, I saw yeah. one of my uh, one of my buddies who's also a traffic uh, reporter also mentioning how it was just crazy on the roads. So. Uh, oh, yes. You know, knock on wood, it was okay where I was at. Um, I'm not currently driving around. I'm just using public transit uh, for the time being. But uh, it was all right coming in. It wasn't too crazy. But I'm expecting that to change as we progress further down in the winter. But I w- need to ask your opinion on this. I need to get your take on this. Because this is oh, a podcast about takes. Yeah. It's all about the takes here on this podcast. It's first snowfall of the year. You know what I just came back from doing before this podcast recording? Vacation in Florida? I wish. I <laughs> wish it was a vacation in Florida. Uh, no, uh, we j- literally just came back from going to Dairy Queen and getting some blizzards. Oh, oh. We, had, we had our own little blizzards. Uh, there but, you uh, go. But, but not of the uh, major snow variety. It was the uh, ice cream <laughs> variety. So I guess the question is, are you an ice cream guy during the winter? Do you like going to a Dairy Queen during the winter and grabbing like a blizzard or something? There is never a bad time for ice cream. Hell yeah. I love yeah. the way you think. Yeah, because yeah, uh, it was like first snowfall. What are we going to do? You're damn right. We're going to go to Dairy Queen. We're going to get some blizzards. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, uh, I'm not going to reveal what blizzard I got because I've just been getting absolutely eviscerated for what I've picked in the last couple of weeks, whether it be from orange juice or uh, the kind of chocolate bar I eat. Like I go, basic, be, uh, I go basic. Be- I'm Ron and I go advanced and I'm also Ron. There's no in between. So no, I'm not going to say he- it. It's unbelievable. I was. Uh, let me tell you, when I was working at McDonald's many, many years ago, mm. I was a mad scientist when it came to the McFlurry machine. Ooh. So I I created a specialty McFlurry. Okay. With Smarties, hot fudge, and strawberry sauce. And I got to tell good. you, strawberries are under strawberry ice cream underrated. So you know, good stuff. There you go. But unfortunately, you know, they got they discontinued the strawberry sauce. So darn. You can't make that anymore. Unbelievable. You know? 
I mean, uh, they're just just losing money on that. I mean, that sounds. I delicious. know. I was just gonna say, was was your specialty was keeping the McFlurry machine operating because it was always broken at the McDonald's? Oh no! See those ice cream machines at McDonald's? Yeah, they're not made. They're not. They're not made for you know just the heavy getting hammered all all the time. Right, and that's why they have to cool down, and that's why they're always air quotes broken. I see because you know. If you're if you're having a soccer tournament right beside a McDonald's, mm. that thing is going down. It is it's it's followed by the wayside. Yeah, right. I as someone it, that, uh, sorry, go ahead. And and it's also broken if you're short staffed. So oh my god, yeah, <laughs> oh my god. I I used to work at McDonald's, so I totally understand where you're coming from. It was so, uh, you know, seven o'clock seven o'clock after the bosses leave. That's it. Yeah, it's you're broken. Out of there. Fortunately, I was uh, I was somebody that worked more in the mornings and into the afternoon, so I didn't really have to worry about an evening shit shift too much. Um, but uh, it still wasn't fun when the McFlurry no, machine never uh, is. broke. It was uh, not great, among other things, uh, when I was working there. But uh, only a couple of months I worked at uh, McDonald's. I don't know what your tenure was like, but uh, I was there for five years. Five years. Oh, yeah, you were a yeah. veteran. My goodness. I was I was middle management, you know? Middle management. Oh, you yeah. were the man. You were the guy I would <laughs> shake my fist at, weren't you? You're like, oh, the man screwing me over once again. Well, it's funny because you were mentioning uh, getting hammered earlier. You are chucking back some Coors Light as we're uh, doing this podcast report. Uh, the official sponsor here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, just flash that right onto the camera because we are videotaping this. There are s- clips going on YouTube, so who knows? Maybe we'll. No, get I, you, might have to, you, you might have to edit that out then. I don't know if uh, I don't know what the copyright infringements <laughs> are. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 the it's, wild west in social media. You know, with Elon true. changing the game. Yeah, Elon uh, Elon's certainly changed the game for better for. Or for worse, uh, I'll leave that up. Did you get your gray check mark yet? I did not get my uh, gray check mark. No, I uh, I did not subscribe <laughs> to Twitter Blue. And I have not got my blue check mark yet. If they if the, if I you know I, I'll admit it. I've tried to apply for a blue check mark one time just to be like, could I get the blue check mark? Like, do I fit the description? And like, I didn't want to put down journalist. Which I'm yeah. sure, like, as somebody that's like, in terms of what my other job is, it's like, yeah. I'm sure there's some people that are laughing at points like, see, that's it, he's not a blah, 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 right? <laughs> but uh, I was trying to do it for my Roz Gibby Twitter account, yeah. wrestling Twitter account, just to see, like, if I could. Because to me, it makes no sense to have a verified Twitter account on a, on a, on another Twitter account that's only like 300, 400 followers. Yeah. Me. So uh, I, I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it and I should just go get the check mark right away, but. Well, um, well, see now. Now the system is, you know, you pay eight dollars for the blue check mark, but if you already had the blue check mark, then you get the gray check mark. I for see. free. Yeah, you isn't know. there like a little badge now on the bottom of the Twitter account yeah, that says like official. with the gray check mark? Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what that fixes, if anything. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of fixing a problem that was never broken to begin with, but, um, <laughs> nonetheless, I mean, you know what? I do hope that Twitter burns to the ground. I really, oh, do. Yeah. I, I hope it does because uh, it's a, it's a, it's just a pool of, you know, negativity. Yeah. It's just horrible. Mm-hmm. It, it was a bad mm-hmm. idea to have everybody talk, give their open thoughts in a public forum. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah like I didn't well, even know the, end of the social media era to begin with, to, to all together, you know, you know what? And I, I I'm all for it. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I like Instagram, you know, Instagram's fine for me. Um, you know, Facebook, like, and I say this as somebody that still uses the platforms. Like I've been yeah. using Twitter since like 2014 or whatever. And, uh, actually I think even earlier than that, I had another Twitter account, uh, that lasted a couple of years. Then I deleted it for whatever reason. 
And then, uh, and then the raw is give you one is the long lasting one. That's the account that's seen everything, uh, for, for better or for worse yeah. there as well. But, uh, you know what? I hope it all collapses within itself and we could get back to being normal human beings. Like so you're the, not going to get on the only fans. No, I'm not going to get on the only fans. I don't think there's any demand for that. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think there's a demand for a subscription service for, uh, to be, be put myself up on only fans. I could use the extra money, but I'm not that desperate right now. But, uh, <laughs> nonetheless, yeah, I, what I'll probably be using like discord and now uh, like, the discord uh. has been good. And, um, you know, I'll probably still use Instagram because I like Instagram, but, you know, Facebook, obviously, it's just wild, wild west. Twitter, especially, is a wild, wild west. And there's certainly, like, there's people I've met on social media. I don't know if it's kind of the same for you, but, like, there are people that I've met through social media that I s- interact with uh, quite a bit. And so uh, that's kind of one aspect of it that I enjoy. But overall, it's just, like, it's uh, it's such a, there's so much negative stuff that social media has brought that, you know what, I think there's- it's time for a great reset here. Yeah. Oh, shh. don't, don't, <laughs> don't get the great there? reset, Terry. Oh, you, know, you just parked the far right. Oh, boy. Uh, but, uh there's a new uh, there's a new social media coming up. Yeah, you know, it's gonna blow up. It's gonna come MySpace. You know, oh, you gotta wow. get on MySpace. I heard that's a thing. I heard there's a guy <laughs> with like a whiteboard that points at it or whatever. Like I heard that's the that guy's gonna be the face. That's gonna be something to so, keep an eye on. So I'm I'm just a little bit older than you, Gibby. Before we had all this social media junk, uh, the first actual platform that we had beside the MSN chat messenger just, is like legit. People would just you know. Oh, it was a website called Pixo. And essentially, okay. you know, you go and create your own little website there and everybody just comes and, and see and sees you and does your thing. You know, they're still out there. You know, I'm on Wibbly. Oh, uh, that's go. where you can find my blog, you know, Danny, <laughs> T, at Danny T Radio. I love it. I love yeah, it. Let's see. I yeah. mean, I mean, in my early podcasting days, I used Blogspot to try and uh, avoid having to pay for like the uh, podcast subscription service because the trick was at the time and i think it still is is you could like start up a podcast start up like a blogspot website while also doing uh the free archives the internet archive stuff boom you don't have to pay for a service or whatever and and your stuff gets archived for archived forever so yeah. uh, I used to do that in my early, like back in high school sort of days when I was doing wrestling podcasting quite a bit. Uh, still am, obviously, but uh, that was yeah. like the yeah. only thing before the football podcast even got going. But uh, yeah, if you go to uh, if you go to if you go to Danny T Radio dot Wibbly dot com, uh, you'll you'll find my uh, you'll find my demos, you'll find my headshots, my profile and my uh, and then my blog. Let's go. Very nice. Oh. Danny T. Uh, that's going to be the plug for, for you, eh? Like, go to that website, and uh, that's your plug. Uh, that and FanDuel. You know, tell, your, FanDuel. Tell, your, tell, your, tell your friends. Yeah, so that way he, you, could, you could benefit <laughs> off the referrals. Um, but before we even get started on the football picks, the last time we talked, we talked about garden gnomes. Uh, and so uh, we need a garden gnome update because we need to know how the the because I believe you are the resident garden gnome expert on this show. So I need well, to know how the garden gnomes are going. Well, they're they're not garden gnomes, but if you've been to your local Walmart or your local home sense and winners, I'm sure you've seen them everywhere. The uh, garden gnomes for Christmas have just blown up. Like you can get gnomes for everything. We have a gnome tree topper on our Christmas tree. 
with gnome ornaments. Ooh. And, and our, our, our toilet on our main level is also decorated as a gnome. <laughs> the next step we're thinking about is we are thinking about decorating the fridge as a gnome. We're going to make the wow. fridge into a gnome. Uh, <laughs> I like the commitment to the bit that you're doing here and making the fridge you walk a gnome. Into, you, walk into, uh, you walk into my living room, Gibby, it's just gnomes everywhere. <laughs> no. that's, not, that's not concerning at all. That's, uh, <laughs> I've seen all these gnomes. Like I would hope at least there's some variety to the gnomes right oh yeah oh yeah okay yeah. good at least yeah. there's a variety to it and i'm sure like in the man cave there you'll have like different gnomes with, with like sports jerseys on you know what i mean just well, really, well uh, like we we have to we have to write all the names on the gnomes because we know we name all the gnomes of so course. You know, yeah as as you do I mean, oh yeah <laughs> so like i need so what are some of the names i think you mentioned on the last show but uh i, I we, we still haven't found luke gnomes yet right uh, luke gnomes where is yeah. he we, we we haven't we haven't found the perfect gnome for Luke gnomes yet. Unbelievable. Uh, we have a big gnome Christmas tree. Okay. Like it's a, like the actual little Christmas tree is a gnome. Okay. Uh, that one we named Cornelius. You know? <laughs> good good uh, stuff. Good stuff. Oh, yeah yeah. I, I love, love Rudolph. You know all my <laughs> Rudolph fans out there. They'll 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 know. Yeah, yeah. all the Rudolph fans out there yeah. listening in. My boy yeah. <laughs> Rudolph yeah. the Red Nose Reindeer. <laughs> Yukon Cornelius, you know, he's a pioneer, you know, <laughs> for certain, for yeah. certain. But uh, my goodness, that's hilarious, man. Yeah. Cornelius, Luke Gnomes. I mean, we got the, we got Marvin, you know? Marvin. Yeah, very yeah. good. Very good. We got Nomeo. Nomeo is yeah. uh, is there Juliet there as well? Or uh, yeah, we put him right beside him. We're just uh, like, oh, that's okay, that's Juliet, you know. Yeah, you got, you got, you got it. At that point, you're committed, right? So you got to put like Juliet right there. Oh yeah. Um, Boy, yeah. I, I love this. I love Garden Gnome talk here. We should just be a Garden Gnome podcast at this point. There, there might be a niche market, but you never know. I'm sure there is, but you know what? We we could really break into this market. I just ask you all the Garden Gnome questions I need uh, yeah. answers to, and you can just answer them. And I just need. Yeah, I believe there is a uh, a new a new Christmas gnome movie on Netflix. So uh, if you want to oh. go check that out, yeah. oh, very good, very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I we were just talking about like so. Gnome alone, there you go. Gnome the, alone. Right. Yeah, the girlfriend was just passing by there. She's like, "Yeah, gnome alone." So <laughs> go check out gnome alone on Christmas. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, you know, we were talking about social media earlier. I guess I'll have to join the uh, gnome Discord and really like get to know like some of these get gnome to know them, you know. Yeah, exactly. I think that's I think that's the next step here. I think we're really capitalizing <laughs> on market. You know what? I as for for each podcast, like we should have like special gnomes, but like that mimic us. You know what I mean? Like that resemble oh, us. Yeah. Like yeah. I'd be all for like get get yourself a Zach McGibbon gnome or a, or a Danny mm-hmm. T gnome or yeah, you know whatever. It there you is go. We we started the store. You know yeah, exactly. That's right. We're, we're get your we're, hoodies here. You know. We're just innovating over here. We're just a podcast <laughs> filled with ideas. That's that's all it is. Just uh, running with it, yeah. Exactly. Speaking of running with it, let's talk uh, some NFL football and, and talk about running the damn ball. All right. Uh, because uh, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I have to give grief uh, because, uh, you know, uh, obviously, I think some people are tuning in for my reaction to the Cowboys game. And I, I'm here to appease to the audience because I brought on a Packers fan to mock and ridicule me on on air through recording. Uh, so uh, you're going to get your wish. Don't worry. Uh, I'll get my comeuppance, I guess. But uh, before we even get to that, we got to start with Thursday Night Football. And we're going to start off with a divisional matchup between the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. The Panthers coming away with a victory 25-15. to 15. Uh 
just this division, man, it's so like up in the air on like who could win this one. It could be anybody at this point. Like I was thinking it was going to be solidified Tampa at the start of the year. Now they're looking a little bit off, even though, you know, they had they looking much better. And we'll talk about that game of Germany in a moment. Um, but then it was looking like the Falcons and now the Panthers are, are coming in and I thought they'd be in last place. This is just a whack division here, Teddy T. It reminds me of the old NFC, the old NFC West there when uh, when the St. Louis Rams or no, the Seahawks yeah. made, beat the St. Louis Rams at like six and seven to make the playoffs. And we're just like, <laughs> what are you doing here, bud? Uh, you know. The, the only enjoyable thing about that game was that I had just picked up Deontay Foreman uh, the pro, uh, that week because I needed a running back. Smart. Uh, so I traded uh, Deion Jones because I because uh, I play IDP. Respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, I always feel IDP is the way to go because otherwise you're just cutting out half the damn league. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I played Deion. I played, Deon, uh, I played uh, Deontay Foreman there. Obviously, he toted the rock. Like 31 times. Mm-hmm. It, uh, so good, good day for him. But uh, now, uh, random Panthers are calling for Sam Darnold to start this week. <laughs> uh, I think random Panthers means DJ Moore. Yeah. Because God, Baker Mayfield is just. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I thank God I got off that train. I was still on it at the start of the season, and uh, I am fully off it. I've checked out. I'm not even looking at ticket prices uh, for the Baker just, Mayfield train. And it really, it really, it really makes you wonder, you know, was Lincoln Riley really that good or has he just been getting really lucky with these quarterbacks? Because, you know, he's now on his third superstar quarterback who is going to go number one overall in the 2024 draft. Yeah. But then you got Baker Mayfield in that, in that weird little pocket. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because he's not really a pocket passer, but uh, <laughs> Caleb Williams, as you mentioned, he is the current quarterback for USC. Yeah. Lincoln Riley's had some interesting quarterbacks at his helm. Eh? Jalen hurts, Skylar Murray, Baker, obviously um, now, now Caleb Williams. I think he's a, I think he's a solid coach. Um, I think Kyler Murray's a good quarterback. I just think he's got a bad coach and uh, I was going to say Ken Wisenhunt, but that's the old Arizona Cardinals. Uh, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. Is the uh, coach that uh, for, the- for any gamblers for any gamblers out there that are trying to figure out whenever whenever an update comes out for Call of Duty, that's when you bet against the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> it works every time. Yeah, double XP week. That's yeah. when you bet against the Cardinals. That's yeah. uh, I I haven't played uh, Call of Duty in forever, but I know my double XP weeks. Uh, and I know that uh, the, the way that uh, Kyler plays during that time, it's a uh, good week. That's just got to be embarrassing to have that come out that, you know, you're just a, you're, you're, you're just a gameaholic. <laughs> yes. Look, Hey, nothing wrong with, with playing your, your favorite video game. You're a little bit, you love it so much. I, I got no problem with it. You know, it's just when you're a high profile athlete, <laughs> it's just, it's going to be, we, uh, we've, had a, we've had a few of those over the years. Um, Defenseman for the Vancouver Canucks. He was a highly, high, highly drafted guy. Oh, fuck. His name's escaping me here. It wasn't Tyler Myers, eh? It was. Uh... I think it was Olavi. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he never got his career off the ground because he was addicted to the video games. There couldn't handle it, and so he was never training and all that. Yeah. So eventually, the the Vancouver Canucks said, you know. Take a hike. Uh, one guy that can get that uh, controls his uh, game addiction and actually breaks news while he podcasts or on the Twitch there is uh, Devin Booker. 
Yes. Devin, Devin Booker, I don't know if you saw this, but back in 2020, he was playing his Call of Duty there, and he and uh, and he got the update live that the NBA was shutting down. So he was like, all right, here we go, boys. We can go all night now. I don't got to work tomorrow. <laughs> hey, respect, respect the hustle, Mr. Booker. I... Uh, <laughs> Hey, you know what? That's that's a good gig for those uh, NFL athletes, any athlete in general. You not only you get the multi-million dollar contracts, but now you get some money coming in from Twitch or the YouTube Live or whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah. uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah, this game, uh, Lavisca Shalnault had a pretty had a solid game. Uh, he's always somebody that like we we kind of circle and be like, this could be a guy, this could be a guy going back to the Jaguars and. He crushed everybody's fantasy hopes, you know, because if you if you had PJ Walker by some, you know, like some play of desperation, you just watched a 40 yard rush because Buddy couldn't just fucking line the ball right there straight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. PJ Walker. That's XFL legend PJ Walker to you. Uh, uh. And uh, But he is currently hurt. And so next game, it's looking like Baker Mayfield will get the start. Um, you know, it's bad when you're clamoring for Sam Darnold to get the start instead of uh, Baker Mayfield, um, and which is even funnier now because it's like the Panthers are in contention to win the division. I mean, that's just how bad I, the division is. I, I, I think it's still going to be the uh, the um, the Bucks because, you know, Tom Brady, he cut the uh, he cut the old family just right off and they're undefeated since then. Yeah, he found his uh, motivation. <laughs> he found his uh, he found his Michael Jordan moment to get some motivation. So, uh, uh. Um, but uh, yeah, as you can tell, this is kind of our thoughts on Thursday night football. You you mean to tell me that we're going to watch the Falcons and the Panthers duel it out on Thursday night? Again, Amazon. I know I know I keep saying this, but at what point if you're Jeff Bezos, do you just ask for your money back? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we doing here, bud? Cash out and then try and buy the Washington Commanders. That's what he's trying to do. Take some uh, of that money. And- guys, he's got a few guys in, in there with them. You know, Jay-Z wants, to, wants in on that and... Yeah. Uh, McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Big Washington fan. Uh, we actually talked about that uh, a couple of weeks ago, so you could listen back into the archives of Gibby's Football Podcast. We really broke it down and, uh, and in terms of ownership. But the one thing that's holding that ownership back is, uh, is uh, because uh, Bezos owns the Washington Post, and the Washington yeah. Post has been the one releasing all these articles about yeah. Snyder. Snyder doesn't want to just sell to the guy that totally ruined his like. Yeah. So, which is petty, but I I, I understand. Oh, oh hey, you know, if you want seven billion dollars, take it from whoever you want. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm I'm sure Snyder is is really just weeping with with all his. But, billions, yeah, that's, but uh, that's why he brought in Matthew McConaughey. You know, he can you know he could convince anybody to do anything. You know? That's right. That's right. You no, know, he brought just just like angels in the outfield. You know. He brought a uh, he brought a championship to the to the contenders, you know. <laughs> Good stuff. True underdog story right there. Absolutely. Um, have you ever seen that movie? I have. I have. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, <laughs> but I have seen the movie. Yes. Uh, are you talking about We Are Marshall or uh, no? We're not talking about We Are Marshall. Uh, what's the movie? Angels in the outfield, man. Angels in the outfield. That's right. Mm-hmm. It is not. There are some good. There are some good football movies, though. You know, We Are Marshall definitely a really good one. For I I believe McConaughey wasn't in We Are Marshall. I was no, no, no. For the guy from Lost, for some reason. But uh, I'll tell you the one. The one football movie I have a problem with is Rudy. Really, that's the one everybody loves. No, well, see, if you go back and watch the tape, okay, that that, that's great that he got on the field, but he was offside, so that play doesn't count. (laughs) 
<laughs> he was offside. Come he on, was man. <laughs> Look at you enforcing the rules. <laughs> like, like this this great story is like, like hey, he we was talk about, We talk about blatant face masks, you know? <laughs> You're the guy in the crowd's like, hey, that's holding. That's holding. <laughs> like, unbelievable. This inspirational story is like, oh, he's offside. He's crossed the line. Uh, I had a lot of money, I had a lot of money uh, you know, against Notre Dame that day. <laughs> I was just going to say, it sounded like a personal vendetta. That's why you probably hate Rudy. Um, but yeah, uh, what, what was it? Oh, there was one game this weekend. It was just crazy. I had never seen this, but they called the offside on the wide receiver. Right. Yeah. That, that, I think that was the, uh, I think that was the Cowboys game. Wasn't it there? It was the, it was, uh, the it might've been. Receiver. Yeah. 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 Is, is that why you brought it up? You want to just try and open up those wounds and, and, and get me. No, no, I just, uh, just came full circle. Just no. came full circle. Gotcha. No. Yeah. That was, uh, that was, uh, one of the rookie receivers there, uh, that, uh, got went offside. I remember that that was an overtime, the worst of the Cowboys. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. I I've got to just launch into it, but, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Thursday night, you got what you got. I'm not a Mariota guy. I went on a rant last week of how I'm tired of these pundits trying to make Marcus Mariota a thing. Tired. They're gonna. They're 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 gonna they they screwed everything up, and now they're gonna end up with Hayden Hooker as their quarterback next season. Yeah. Hey, you know what? There's some people that are high up on uh, Hayden Hooker, so mm. you're not one of them. As a, no, he. he I, I watched him, and he is he is good, but you know, it's. Definitely far and away the two best quarterbacks in the draft, yeah. CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, and then there's just everybody else. Do you think it's a situation where it's like Brandon Whedon, where it's like an older quarterback that's dominating in college, and then he goes to the pros, and all of a sudden he gets exposed? I wouldn't say that. You know, you know, he could be like Kenny Pickett. You know? Okay, yeah, I see. Also, an older quarterback. That's true. That's also very mm-hmm. true. Um, nonetheless, but I think that if he was, if he did come out of college last year, he would have been a. He would have been the first quarterback off the board. So that's true. So there yeah. you go. That's Panthers Falcons. Uh, so that's that's and a whole lot else. That a whole a whole lot else. This this is the content we bring on Gibby's Football Podcast. Uh, yeah. when, just when you think we're talking about the uh, Panthers and the Falcons, we're talking about Brandon Whedon and uh, and another game. And Rudy being offside. <laughs> and Rudy being offside and, and having <laughs> still having a personal vendetta about that game, <laughs> like like it, like you bet on it or whatever. But <laughs> nonetheless, uh, let's go to Sunday, but not the official Sunday one o'clock games that we're so used to. We go back to Europe. In this case, we're going to go to Germany, and Tom Brady makes his debut in Germany. And he's able to lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Seattle Seahawks 21-16. A late game surge from the Seahawks made it close, but Tom Brady continuing his winning ways since divorcing Giselle. Um, so uh, yeah. things are going good for him, I guess. Uh, if you ignore the cryptocurrency, the, the crypto companies just collapsing within themselves and his ownership there. But uh, on yeah. the field, it's still going well for uh, for the, for the Tommy. Coach. Yeah, Tom Brady. So uh, your thoughts on this game? Uh, any any players that sort of stood out for you? That sort of deal. Well, from a from a betting perspective, there you some, you got to look at the trends, and you know this was obviously a slam dunk win for the for uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers even before the game. Tom Brady is the only quarterback in NFL history to win six games in six different countries. Huh. Uh, He's won in he's won in England. He's won in Canada. He's won in the United States now Germany, and I think he's even won in Mexico City. So you there know, you go. so he was he was joking there about uh, you know giving the CFL a try because yeah. he wanted to 
You wanted oh to see what he could do. Well, you know um, what? The Red Blacks could absolutely. The, I was going to say the Red Blacks need a quarterback. You know, look if Ryan Reynolds could show up and say that he's interested <laughs> in buying the Ottawa Senators, why can't Tom Brady come in and just like, play quarterback for the Ottawa Red Blacks? You know, what I mean, if he loves this game so much, prove your metal and throw the ball to yeah, our uh, uh, wide array of uh, receivers. But, uh, it's also uh, it, it also comes down to you know the uh, the simplicity of the Seattle Seahawks offense. There, it's you know we're gonna run the ball with Ken Walker. We're gonna get you get you on play action to to our big moose DK Metcalf down the field there. So you know you can only do that so many times. Eventually, you're gonna need a quarterback and you're gonna need weapons. And they got a little bit of weapons, but their weapons are getting older. Mm-hmm. And they definitely need a quarterback because it's it's not natural for a ten year backup veteran to you know just all of a sudden pop and have this magical year. Well, it's interesting talking about Geno Smith uh, last week. We were talking about like just player comparisons to Geno Smith in terms of guys that found some success later in their careers. The first person that came to mind for me was Rich Gannon, and Rich Gannon hit a much higher peak than Geno Smith is currently hitting. But uh, Rich Gannon was kind of like a lifetime backup. Uh, starter like a journeyman quarterback he goes he plays for the Gruden Raiders and finds success and uh ends up being an MVP in the NFL one season and so uh obviously Geno Smith has not reached that sort of level where all of a sudden he's playing on an MVP caliber level but there are examples of of guys who like Ryan Tannehill I guess if you want to count Ryan Tannehill obviously not Eh, not really I think I think uh the guy that makes the most sense, uh, obviously he's not a quarterback, but uh, Cordero Patterson, you know, he's the oh, Cordero man. Patterson of, uh, of the quarterbacks. You know, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause just, Patterson just was the special after teams 10 guy. years. Yeah. yeah. He was the special teams guy. He was an all pro yeah. special teams guy. Finally gets, you know, the Falcons are finally able to figure out and be like, Hey, let's just use him in this dual threat wide receiver. Uh, wide it was receiver actually, uh, he actually started having uh most of his success there when he played for the Bears is the the Bears OC came over to uh came over uh to Atlanta and he's like you know what if you're gonna let me do this I got uh, I got ways to use Cordero so there you go but uh, yeah it's it's interesting kind of seeing Gino's uh, progression and uh, I I you know I was critical of Gino at the start boy do I look uh, silly uh, the way things are going I think no matter. No matter, I think we can both agree that this has certainly been a season that's kind of opened a lot of people's eyes on Geno Smith and in terms of uh, some questions being brought up about the development of the quarterback position and how much you want to commit to a guy. Um, and I think kind of looking back at Geno's career, he's a guy that like obviously drafted to the Jets and very rarely do quarterbacks succeed for the New York Jets unless your name was like Chad Pennington and like Benny Testaverde for like two seasons. Mm-hmm. So, But... Uh... They're they're in a uh, peculiar situation right now. They the uh, Seahawks are in the same position as to a lesser degree as the Miami Dolphins. You know they have a quarterback where everything's going perfect. He's coming up on a contract, but you know you really don't want to pay him because he's not that great of a quarterback. You know, so like uh, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you're not going to be able to draft any of those quarterbacks because you're winning. Yeah, and 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 in the case of like Tua, like I think Tua is performing at a much higher level than the Geno. Whether that be uh, whether that be like just a perfect system and having 
two wide receivers that are like all pro wide receivers in this league to throw to helps a lot, certainly. Um, but he's making it, the plays that's needed to. Well, he is he is uh he's the number one quarterback in terms of that first read that first read. Mm-hmm. Uh first read accuracy, he leads the league in that. Uh if you do get Tua off his first read though, he becomes dead last in the league in terms of efficiency off the off script. So I see. Yeah. So if you want to go into the advanced metrics, Tua Tua doesn't really do a whole lot of anything particularly well. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, uh, he, yeah, go ahead. You know, he's a he's a he's a small guy that you know needs everything right, and uh, he's got his uh, mad scientist quirky head coach there. So <laughs> yeah, quirky is certainly one way to describe uh, Mike McDaniel. But uh, but in terms of this uh, Seahawks Buccaneers game, you know, Gino, who we were talking about, he was he was leading a drive. Um, he looks good, man. Like i i i it, it is kind of a stuck between a rock and a hard place because you kind of worry if he's going to get figured out next season and um eventually and uh especially just looking at his career but i i look at this and i'm like hey if if he if you've got success at that position might as well go until the wheels fall off eh? and it's certainly the seahawks I, uh they're they're performing at a much better level than i think we all expected them to i think that's something we could all actually the seahawks might be they might be high enough because they have Denver's first pick. That's right in the, uh, yeah. in the Russell Wilson trade. So, so unless you assume that uh, that Stroud and Young are going to go one and two there, which is very possible. Yep. Right now, it's uh, Houston and Vegas. Both teams definitely need quarterbacks there. So, mm-hmm. fair. Yeah, it's uh, Drew Locke being an interesting piece, and that that'll be somebody to keep an eye on. But. Uh, Germany getting a good game, and uh, it was awesome to see. The crowd was just amazing in this in this game as well. Uh, never uh, thought I'd hear John Denver <laughs> be played so loudly in a in a German stadium. Take me home. So I don't know if you uh, if you watch uh, any other any other podcasts, uh, football podcasts out there. I, uh, I I subscribe to a few of them, and they all came back to the same thing in terms of their audience in Europe. Germany is like the highest, the highest rated. So you got to get your podcast out in Germany, man. Ah, there you go. Gibby's football podcast is going on tour and we're going to go to Munich. (laughs) We're going to land in Munich. We're going to go to Frankfurt. (laughs) We're going to go to all the Berlin. We're going to go to all the great German cities and uh, we're going to have a team. Get the, get the whole crew down. You'll, you'll come with me. Uh, We'll bring in Matthew Reisler. We'll bring in Mike Sarkeesian. We're gonna bring a whole go. bunch of our guys. We'll bring Steve Bunda a lot. I'm sure. I'm sure Steve Bunda will react so well in in, in a German environment. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that should uh, that should be uh, quite fascinating to see how he uh, how he does. But uh, yeah, no, I I loved it. I loved the crowd atmosphere. Hearing uh, John Denver uh, was uh, was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I uh, I hope that they do a couple more of these games in Germany because we saw so many of the UK games and. I believe this was one of, if not the first game in, in Germany that they played. So it was the first game. The only thing is if they're going to go back there, they are going to have to do like what they did in, in the UK and they're going to have to invest in Germany because uh, the, the players were not happy uh, specifically Bruce Irvin saying, you know, you flew us 10 hours across the globe to play on a terrible, terrible field, yeah. you know, no turf, and the, the the fields have just been like a a topic. No matter what, you know, you can't you can't keep anybody happy. Um, 
You know, if you go back to De- if you go to Denver, you're probably going to tear your ACL. If you play on shitty ass grass like they did in Germany, you're probably not safe there either. So you know. yeah, yeah, I know. Tur- the, the 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 playing fields has always been mm. kind of a tough top, especially like turf. As somebody that's played on turf, especially soccer, I played yeah. soccer on turf, or as uh, the Europeans call it, football. And uh, and uh, I've played on it, and it's not fun, especially when you get the turf. That's like they use yeah. the, the the tire, uh, the rubber tire uh, pe- pellets or yeah, whatever. The peanuts there, yeah. And uh, put it on the field. Like trying to do a slide tackle is just brutal and just totally scrapes your leg. Yeah. And uh, so I played ultimate frisbee on turf. It was not fun. It's not fun, and so yeah. I can only imagine what tackle football is like <laughs> on on there. So. Uh, well, it's not even that. It's it it has too much give. So you know, yeah. Anytime you go to cut, there goes your ACL. Yeah. And that's why we've seen all these Denver Denver players specifically uh, tear their ACLs. You know, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Javante Williams. Yeah. Jerry Judy's going to be next. Like next season, we're going to see you know Jerry Judy tear his ACL. Knock on wood. You know, hope not. Yeah. But and, and you know Tim Patrick, he got uh, he got turfed this year too. So. Yep. It's uh, it's it's going to be an interesting conversation that continues on in the NFL, in terms of uh, how uh, playing fields and the surfaces and whatever. And so, um, but bring the if if but still bring it back to Germany and you know find a real field, and that way we can have the German crowd singing John Denver again. That's all I ask. No, I, I'm a very simple man. Just give me give me excited crowds. Trust me, as somebody that watches professional wrestling, a great crowd can make all the difference. So, uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna change up the song on you, you know. And next year it's gonna be uh it's gonna be shape of you, Ed Sheeran, you know. Oh my god. Yeah, hopefully it's not. I was I thought you were gonna say <laughs> something like Life is a Highway or something like that, like Rascal Flats. Like uh like if it ends up being like Florida Georgia line, then maybe we'll probably get out of Germany and uh <laughs> Yeah, don't do the Great Cup, you know. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. Oh Great Cup coming up this Sunday and bring in those uh country acts. Hey, at least it's not Florida Georgia line. But they love the country rsa the the great cup folks well uh cfl yeah they have the uh they have they have buddy from for from uh florida georgia line headlining is 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 he really yeah tyler uh, tyler hubbard oh, that's right that's right yeah, yeah that's yeah. right i thought yeah. it was just i guess it's just meant to be you know yeah <laughs> you totally i remember I, I think i mentioned on the podcast one time but it's like remember the super bowl a couple of years ago where uh black eyed peas performed and it was oh, like, it was like one of the worst half halftime shows of all yeah, time. So what this right CFL, up there with the weekend, you know. But uh, I don't think I, I, that's a, that's going to be a debate because I actually like the weekend's performance. I know it was decisive, but I, for me, for me, like the Black Eyed E's performance was easily like one of, if not the worst. I think we. Oh well, yeah, well Fergie has, Fergie has a uh, natural talent for you know screwing screwing stuff up. Did you see her? Uh, did you see her sing the national anthem? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I can't believe oh, she's, players were just trying not to laugh. And so, what does the CFL do to 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 try and get their halftime show? Literally, like a year or two later, they bring on the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Like, guys, why? <laughs> like, yeah. did you not see what happened at the Super Bowl? Is like maybe that was done on purpose, knowing that it could be like their own worst halftime show or whatever. But like, my God, it was so. I still the visual of I think it was a Ti. Is it Ti? Is that what his name is? Uh, Will I am. Will I? Well, there's Will I am. There's uh, Ti. There's whomever. But uh, just the visual 
of uh, just a visual of him coming down with the cable strapped on and him trying to like unlatch the cable. You could clearly see he's having trouble finally unlatching it just as his note is about to hit. Like, oh, what's your top Super Bowl halftime show? Quick. Oh, I first thing that comes to mind is either Prince or Bruce Springsteen. Probably Prince. Purple Rain on, under the rain has to be one of, if not the best. It was incredible. The 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 best uh, the best one that uh, is underrated and nobody ever talks about it is uh, Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears, and Mary J. Blige. Wow, yeah, that's right. That's a collection of uh, people right there. And uh, that was uh, right. That was right after nine eleven, and they just crushed it. You know. Yeah, that's 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 a uh, fair that's a fair one. Uh, uh, Katy Perry too. You know. Yeah, Katy Perry. Yeah, that's, uh, that one was all right. Um, I like the weekends one. Um, you know, Bruno Mars was, was, was solid as well. I thought the, uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, that one you know, kind of got lost in the shuffle, but you know, yeah. I don't think the weekend was totally his fault. Like you said, you either loved it or you didn't, yeah. um, you know, cause he couldn't really do anything because it was the COVID bowl, but yeah, the, the most, the, the recent, there was the recent one with, uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, Eminem and. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rappers there. That was really, really good. I remember you know, 50 Cent being upside down, and he's like, 50 Cent was looking 25, more, no. I was just going to say, looking more like $1. Like it was, uh, <laughs> uh, it was uh, a little bit heftier, uh, 50 Cent there. But uh, And this uh, and this year, we get, to, we get to look forward to Riri. That's right. Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah. Wasn't she supposed to do it one year, and then she uh, backed out because of the uh, Kaepernick mm-hmm. stuff, I think? Yeah, maybe. I mm-hmm. think that's what was, was mm-hmm. happened one year. Um, nonetheless, let's move on. Let's get into the one o'clock window and, uh, let's talk about the Detroit lions continuing their winning ways, winning in their own division, the Detroit lions beating the Chicago bears 31 to 30. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause it's like, I think Justin Fields is figuring it out. Am I too, am I too crazy in saying that? Well, uh, he's got Aaron Rodgers, offensive coordinator, uh, or his quarterback coach. So he is in really good hands with Luke Gensey. Um, you know, they're finally, uh, you know, loosening the reins on him. Uh, he does need a few more weapons around him. Like I would, uh, I would not be surprised if, uh, the, if, if they went, if the bears went up with all that capital that they had, that they acquired to get him, not only JSN, but uh, but uh, Jordan Addison as well. Yeah, that'd be a good pick, Addison mm-hmm. there. Um, but uh, guys, because I I won't disagree with you there. They need weapons. Like yeah. Cole Komet starting to come out a little bit. Finally, we we were kind of like circling him as a guy, his tight end slot to and to. I have a personal something. vendetta right now against Cole Komet, so I prefer oh not to talk about him. Oh, I see. Because I was playing. I played against Cole Komet this weekend. Oh, I see. Put up a twenty burger. Oh boy! I was like, great. He yeah, scored my quarterback. <laughs> Who was your quarterback again? Ah, uh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Hey, mm-hmm. you know what though? Cole Komet, even though he's your Voldemort currently, um, he had a good game. Uh, has four catches for two touchdowns, seventy-four yards receiving. Clearly, an option that uh, Justin Fields likes. And another thing that Just Fields likes to do is run the ball, and he's been running the ball a lot the last couple of games. And you know what? If it's working, just keep on going. Because he, I don't know if it's by design or if it's because that offensive line is terrible. But they got to do a few things. You know, they they need to get, they need to build that offense from the ground up. Yep. We might see a situation like Buffalo, where you have the defensive head coach and 
all that stuff, all all those resources are going to go into the defense for the next uh, next little next little bit until he, until he's good with what he's got. But by that time, you know, you might have wasted Justin Fields' rookie contract. Like you got to build that offense up well before you pay him. Yeah, totally. And and that's kind of the, like the new. That's been a trend that some NFL teams have tried to find. Like you find that quarterback that could develop, and you try and keep him on that rookie deal, and mm-hmm. just build around him. And that's what uh, the Rams tried to do with Jared Goff a couple of years ago. And um, so if it's they just said, screw it, we're just going to go, we're just going to you know, <laughs> yeah. overpay everybody. Yeah, exactly. And then it's, then they said draft picks. We don't need them. We're just money is no them. object. My friend, exactly. who was the Rams pick this year? Is it the Lions? Yeah, it must be the Lions. Yes. It's, just, yeah. it's like, I, I, at this point, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams have no more picks to use. <laughs> like just, you know, just that, you know, the San Francisco 49ers don't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but uh, Justin Fields uh, running for 147 yards, two touchdowns, 13 carries. Um, you know, I think he, he he threw the ball 12 for 20, 167 yards passing, two touchdowns over the air and an interception. Uh, I think you got to put those stats up a little bit higher because uh, you can only run the ball so much. You got to be a, a more of a dual threat. But I think at least right now, at least for now, it seems like Fields has figured it out. He's in a system that's he could thrive off a little bit. And then I think you were mentioning in terms of like, is the offensive line really not that great? And it isn't. Uh, but I think it's also like a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. A, lo- a little bit of it is Justin Fields sort of figuring it out and, and thriving while the other is like, hey, there's some weaknesses all around. <laughs> like he's got to step like- up a little bit. So. Like what do we think? What do we think of old Mapletron? Do, do we think he is the? Uh, do we think he's the alpha, or does he definitely need? Is he is he that number two slot guy that can you know do a whole little bit of everything? Yeah, he's a he's a number two in my mind. Right. I, I I pointed out uh, I've been pointing this out a couple of uh, podcast episodes, but um, he's a guy where it's like it's very interesting that the Pittsburgh Steelers traded him away when they have a young quarterback that you want to develop uh, chemistry with, with your receivers. And they felt it, it was necessary to trade Chase Claypool. I just found that interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, nonetheless. The um, Packers were in the mix there for a little bit, but you know, they wanted the Bears' second-round pick because they were like, you know what? The Bears' second-round pick, a little bit more valuable than the Packers. At this point, who knows? <laughs> totally, totally. Um, but uh, in the case of the Lions, hey. They're on the winning ways right now, beating the Packers last week, beating the Bears this week. Hey, yeah, Campbell and Goof got a two-year, got a two-game winning streak going, and from two teams within the division, that never happens for the Lions. So, hey, good for them. It's the know, first time in Dan Campbell's career that he has won, or in his Lions tenure, excuse me, that he has won a road game. <laughs> there you go. So, huh? hey, everything's coming up on the Detroit Lions, even though it's uh, not a great season for them currently. Again. But hey, get the get the positivity where it comes, right? So because you know Dan Campbell is Dan Campbell is the uh, he's a, he's a light version of Pete Carroll, and you know like we saw him have success in Miami. I don't know why they didn't give him a chance in Miami. You know, I, like he went eight and eight, and then they're just like, oh yeah, see you later. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it, it's quite something. But uh, hey, the Lions continue on. Uh, I don't know if they'll be even competitive. <laughs> like, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, though. If I was the Lions OC, I'd be I'd, on the top of my play sheet. It would be handball to DeAndre Swift. <laughs> yeah. Get ball to Amara St. Brown. <laughs> yeah. 
very complex like, strategies. You, you got to get the ball to your best players there. And I don't know. I, I don't know if DeAndre Swift is necessarily hurt or I don't know. Maybe he took a pass at Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator's wife. And he's just got, you know, you know, like something's going on there. You know, this runs deep. <laughs> you're, you're calling conspiracy here. Yeah. You're, uh, I, I, I could I could tell you, every time Swift touches the ball, good things happen, and all this and like they're telling me that he's got this shoulder injury. Yeah. Uh, him and Dalvin Cook hurt their shoulders on the same day. You're telling me that this one was a lot worse than Dalvin's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I I wish I could care about the Lions more to really dive deep into it, but uh, I don't, and so and, uh, and you you can you can probably tell who I have on my fantasy team by these takes. Yeah, know? you're like you're like you're really just sort of giving out. You're projecting right now. Uh, I I was so I was so mad too because the worst game of the season that Dalvin Cook played. I, I I did a little bit of deep diving into his stats there after, and he would had he had, he was on pace. For one touchdown every sixty-two touches, I was like, "Okay, well, if that's if that's how it's gonna go, I can't do that." So I traded him for Javante Williams. Yeah, buy into the Broncos. There's a great idea. <laughs> Needless to say, that didn't work out. So I was like, "Well, you know what? I still have DeAndre Swift. My running backs are looking light because I had just traded Damian Pierce the week before or before week one as well." Mm. All right. You know, I crushed my draft, but I overgeneral managered myself. Yeah, that's the big issue, right? You you got too reliant on the waiver wire. You looked at uh, too many. Not even that. Teams. My receivers going into the going into week one were uh, Sutton, McLaurin, and Hollywood. Okay, not bad. So, but buddy came at me with an offer. He was like, "Yo, I'll trade you Judy for Sutton." I was like, "Well, I don't want two Broncos. You know, I'll give you Sutton and Pierce. Give me T Higgins." Uh, so, you know, that, that one, that worked for a little bit. Not really because I'm two in, um, two in eight, uh, two in eight, Oof. uh, you know, uh, um, yeah. Uh, another move that I made, I just recently traded Jalen hurts and San and, uh, and T Higgins to bring in, to bring in Debo. So we'll see how that works out. Ooh, that's, but I, uh, quite the I also move. got DJ more with that. So, you know, it's a piece. Piece that'll drive you crazy, but it's still a piece. Hey, gotta try and get something going on a two and eight season. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm, I'm still good in one league. Um, the other leagues it's starting to look a little rough. Uh, but uh, I mean, one league I'm third currently out of ten. Um, the other leagues has just been like my losses have just been bad, and not oh, yeah. not in not in blowout fashion, just like yeah. by like point two. Like in one league, I lost by point three. Like it was oh, just, like, yeah. just like that's the worst way to lose. So no, no, I'll tell you what the worst way to lose is. Okay, this happened to me twice. This happened to me twice in two weeks. Uh, not this year, but a couple years ago. I went into I I, I left Monday Night Football winning the game, mm-hmm. so I was up by like a point or half a point or whatever, and I come back on Thursday morning, and the NFL had gone through all their stuff, and I lost I lost two points. On a ta- on a tackle, so I ended up losing the week. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me when I was. This is, when this I was, is the fun of playing IDP, you know, because yeah. you know you think you're safe, and then Thursday rolls around. Yeah. Oh, this reminds me when I I had Kirk Cousins when he was with Washington on my team. I may have told yeah. the story before, but I had Kirk Cousins on my team when he played in Washington, and I was winning the game. 
I was winning that game. And it was fourth quarter, and it's similar to what uh, happened in the game we're going to talk about here in a few moments. But he had the ball, and he was winning it. All he had to do was take a knee, and he fumbled it. He fumbled the ball, and I lost the game by a point because of the fumble. And so I was on my way to winning it. And uh, I was complaining all through the night about that fumble. And uh, it's just horrible. Just, just horrible. Um, or when you when you lose like when you lose when you lose your uh your quarterback rushing prop because they take a knee at the end of the game, you, you know who's really good at uh, making sure that you get your money when he gets when he does get his over on rushing yards is Tom Brady, because <laughs> Tom Tom Brady is the only quarterback in the league. You know, a lot of guys they'll take the snap and they'll take a step back and they'll take the knee. That's why you get those minus two rushing yards, right? Yeah. Tom Brady doesn't do that. Tom Brady just takes the ball and knees down right there so he doesn't lose any rushing yards. <laughs> there you go. He, yeah. He's a guy keeping his stats in check. That's yeah, guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, to Tom quote, Brady rushing yards don't come easy. Uh, to quote uh, Chris Collinsworth, here's a guy that likes yeah, to yeah. Uh, keep his uh, stats in check. I can't uh, believe those two broke up, though. I'm so upset. You know, <laughs> those, those two, Chris and Al, were just fantastic. Like, yeah. Not a big fan of Al with Kirk Herbstreit, you know? Yeah. Uh, Kirk, feel, Kirk feels like he's trying a little too hard with Al. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to force a dynamic when really it's not yeah. actually there. No, we're not gonna get uh, we're not gonna get the Eli Manning joke that uh, that Al had to apologize on television there a couple of years ago. Oh geez, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> although I will say Al has just been letting loose a lot more. It's like, oh, you yeah. think there's a comeback he's, he's, here? He's, he's an all uh, full blown. I don't give a, I don't give a two, two, uh, two beeps mode. <laughs> yeah. you know? Don't give a hoot uh, um, uh. to quote Norm MacDonald, but uh, I don't give a hoot. Uh. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about the Dolphins and the Browns. The Dolphins are the team that I love. I love the Dolphins. I know their defense aren't, isn't great, but my God, this offense. I love the Dolphins. It was a, it was an easy smash uh, because the Browns do suck. So I put like I put like thirty dollars on the on the Dolphins minus three and a half. So uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, again, Tua is he's he's not a master of anything. He's a smaller guy that isn't very mobile. You know, if if everything goes perfect for him, he'll he'll get you the ball where you need it. Uh, but don't ask him to go win a game because. More often than not, he'll fall flat on his face. And I know that's a bold take. The guy is uh, the guy's undefeated this season, but yeah, you know. I was just gonna say that's a bold take, especially considering that the Dolphins came back on the Baltimore Ravens earlier this year and won their game. I'm I am oh geez, that that was just a crazy game. I was like, what the hell, man? <laughs> that is um, that is true. But do it like Mike McDaniel might be might have a little a little bit of a case for a coach of the year. Uh, not only for his press conferences, but his ability to to, to scheme Tyreek and Jalen Waddle over uh, uh, open. This is a very fantasy football friendly offense because you know where the ball is going. Yep, it's going it's it's going to Jeff Wilson. It's going to it's going to Tyreek. Oh, yep, yep. You're not wrong. It's uh, it's a team that uh, offensively is just loaded right now, and getting the Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, trade uh, done getting him on the squad 
Uh, in this game, he had 119 yards rushing and a TD. I mean, this is just the 49ers running backs because Raheem Mostert is also on the squad as well. So McDaniel very much already familiar uh, with what with he's got San there. Francisco guys. Yeah, and uh, also and- having Hill and, and Waddle as well, as you mentioned, two guys that are in, both in the top five when it comes to receiving yards in this league, which is insane to think about. But uh, this is uh, this is quite the offense here in Miami. The defense, they did improve with the with the chubb acquisition a couple of weeks ago um but uh, it's it's still not perfectly there and it's probably going to be the thing that may cost this team in the playoffs but i'm telling you i'm loving this dolphins team i love the way that it's kind of being elevated right now i love this team and i will continue to love the miami dolphins no they're not really they're not they're they're a finesse team like as much as they run the ball they still are a finesse team um so they are going to have trouble if they have to go into Buffalo. Right now they don't because Buffalo fell to that wild card spot. Uh, but eventually they're going to have to go somewhere cold. And I don't know if they'll be able to rise to challenge. But I don't know what uh, I don't know if the NFL did this on purpose. But we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of family bowls going on this week. You know, we had the Chubs going at it. You know, uh, Bradley and cousin Nick. Yeah. You know, we had the uh, the Almon uh, the St. Browns. They were on the same field together. Yeah. The Cooks were on the same field together. Man. And, uh, oh, the, uh, who was it? Not the Watts. The, 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 we had the one. There was like some random guys in Minnesota that were, that were like on the same field together. Or that might have been the week before. Uh, like some week random before. fourth string tight end. Yeah. Yeah. I know Cardinals and yeah. Rams. There was the, the su- there was the receiver and then uh, uh, Van Jefferson and the wide receivers coach is his dad. Uh, from oh, the yeah. Finals, so yeah. there's that. Um, yeah. So that's if you want to count that as a family bowl, that also happened as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, nonetheless, um, in terms of the Browns, I mean, we were talking about how maybe Miami's defense is probably going to be a hindrance to them. It's certainly a hindrance for this Brown squad. <laughs> this this defense for the Browns is not very good. Yes, they're facing off against a high-powered offense in Miami, but uh, it, it's it's been a defense that's been mightily struggling uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, over the last season, really. You're also going into the game with a backup quarterback, which is never a good idea. Yeah. Like, Brissett, like your, backup, your backup quarterback is expected to uh, like win maybe one or two games. But you can't ask him to play 13 straight because that's never going to happen. Yeah. You know, he's a you, guy. You, that... you want that Cooper rush, you know? You want that guy that can rip off four yeah. and then hand, hand the keys back to the starter. See, you're speaking my language now. We uh, or the best quarter, or the best backup in the league, Noodle Arm, Noodle Arm McCoy. <laughs> Noodle Arm McCoy, yeah. Uh, still not uh, fully 100%, uh, Mr. Colt McCoy. And we'll talk about that uh, upcoming. But uh, nonetheless, it was, it was quite something. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about the Titans and the Denver Broncos. Um, Titans gained the victory here. After a rough start to the season, things are co- on the up and up for the Titans. Um, just don't start Malik Willis is what I've learned. Uh, just keep it going with Ryan Tannehill and you should be okay. Um, we uh, this is uh, this is your typical you know small school small school guy that just didn't play against any competition. Um, you know he's probably going to need reps, or he's just going to be he's going to be Trey Lance. You know, yeah, he's he's a guy that's uh, he's very like I, I no. was just watching the one game with with Willis against the Chiefs, and he just holds on to the ball way too I, long. 
but I'll put the I'll put him in the same category as uh, as Zach Wilson, as Trey Lance. These these guys that come from small schools that don't play any competition. Now all the credit to all the credit to Zach Wilson there when he was at BYU, they were just playing anybody that was that wasn't COVID scared. So you know, like they 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 played a. At BYU, they played a a, league, uh, a a nationwide high thirteen games. That's right. Like they they went everywhere to try to find competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's yeah, it's just kind of interesting looking back now at the at that COVID years of uh, football and just seeing which teams were uh, ex- succeeding and just the way the schedules were laid out that time as well, and so. And credit to the SEC too, because they were like, "Yeah, shut down. No, thank you." Yeah, no, we're continuing on. We're the not SEC. Not make money. Even, I don't understand. <laughs> exactly. You want us to not make any more money? No. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't compute. You um, just feel so bad though for that Denver defense. They're just so talented, and Russell Wilson and that offense just can't get anything going. Yeah, and that's just uh, been the story of, of of the Broncos so far this season. Um, I, I, the more this, this season kind of progresses, the more I'm thinking Hackett's not sticking around at the end of the year. Uh, I'm, I'd be surprised if he's around after Thanksgiving. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me if he's fired this mid season either. Um, cause he's just, um, he's just, uh, it's not working. He is the co-favorite to get to be the next one fired along with uh, Cliff Kingsbury right now. On yeah. The sports that's uh, and and that's, I think that's a fair assessment as well. Um, I would throw Josh McDaniels in there. I know I saw that report about how the Raiders can't fire him because apparently uh, they, they would literally be too expensive for them to fire him. I saw that report, but uh, how, how, how well do you know? Your, how well do you know your TV actors? Like, do you like <laughs> if I if I give you a name, would would you know the would you know the reference? Uh, let's see. Throw the name out. Let's let's yeah. let's make it a Baron C moment for me on the podcast. All right. So there was a meme going around that uh, that 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 had. Uh, you know, with the success that Jeff Saturday has had with this, with the the Colts, yep. the Vegas Raiders have decided to hire Eric Taylor as their next head coach. Yes, from Friday Night Lights. Yes. Let's go. Yes, I love Friday Night Lights. So there you go. That's the one I can get behind. Clear eyes, full he, heart, can't lose, my friend. Oh. Now he's not a fantastic actor, but he is a really good actor. Now I, I'm going like way back to the uh the episode the episodes of Grey's Anatomy that he he was in he was That's absolutely right. fantastic. Yes. I watched the first couple of seasons of Grey's Anatomy and then it was the 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 episode where it's like the guy came back to life or whatever, the love interest that totally was like, oh, "Okay, this is a little bit too much." Um but uh no, I that guy that, that guy uh what's his name? I think it's like Kyle something, but um the guy that 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 plays uh the coach in, uh, in, in Friday night lights also was in uh Wolf of wall street. And then he yeah. had that great scene with Leonardo DiCaprio as the yeah. FBI agent. And yeah. it was just well, so like that, well that's it. That's his, that's his role. You know, like a lot, uh, a lot of guys, you know, they, they want to go with the Liam Neeson approach, you know, find yep. what you do, find what you do and just make money off of that. Yep. Totally. And Nickelback made a lot of money doing that. Yeah. Kyle Chandler is the name I was looking for the name yeah. of the actor. But uh, yeah, oh, love Friday Night Lights. Any, if, if you're a football fan, you have to watch Friday Night Lights, whether it be the movie or, or the TV show, but especially the TV show. What a great <laughs> TV show. God, I love that. Matt Saracen is the quarterback. Oh, the drama that was going on. That is some quality TV there. And I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> totally. I would totally love it if Coach Taylor was the head coach for the, the Oakland Raiders. I would love uh. it. Oh, my goodness. 
I would watch that. That would be the most amazing Hard Knocks episodes ever, too, as well. Like, that'd be incredible. Well, are you, uh, speaking of Hard Knocks, that's coming up in a few weeks. Are you going to watch it? Uh, that's the Hard Knocks in season, right? Yeah. With the Cardinals. I'll Arizona Cardinals this year. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. I'll probably watch a couple episodes. I didn't watch the in season a couple. Was it last year or the year last before? Last year was the first time that they did it with the Colts. Yeah. yeah, with the Colts. I didn't catch it last season, but uh, I've only ever saw clips of it. I've I watch Hard Knocks each year, um, obviously with the training camp, whatever, but uh, I've not seen the in-season one yet, and so that's still kind of on my I find list. with the uh, the training camp ones, they just, a lot of them are just trying too hard. Yeah. You know, they're not the uh, they're not the 2000 Baltimore Ravens, which was the first season of Hard Knocks. Yeah, and probably know, like, the best one. Yeah, yeah, you know they had they had characters on that uh, on that show, but now everybody's you know trying to to recapture the magic, and yeah. none of them can. So. Lightning in a bottle, and I yeah. will say the Lions one this this season was the one I I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the Lions one. Um, you know, people were shocked when I said this, but I actually thought the Cowboys one that they did a couple of years ago was probably one of the weaker ones they did. Like it was not very good. No. Um, I just like I was watching it. I, there wasn't really any like engaging characters to sort of get behind. Not Dak, not McCarthy. And yeah, well, Dak and Dak and McCarthy are both you know as exciting as plain toast. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. It's so oh. I it's like Zeke was was kind of disappointed. I thought he'd be a little bit more character driven, but he wasn't really. Um, and so, but I enjoy the hard knocks. I haven't seen it in season. I'll, I'll probably check out the Cardinals one. But. The one with the char, the one with the chargers. That's the, that's the one that, uh, like as soon as I saw Herbert threw that, throw that ball, that first throw that he threw in training camp, I was like, okay, that's a dude. That's dude. You, you knew from that. that, that that's a dude right there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, also another good one was the Bengals one with Chad Johnson. I mean, yeah. Oh child, yeah. Please. Yeah. And <laughs> child please is the one that sticks out. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. I still remember uh, the chiefs one in 2008 when a former CFL quarterback, Casey printers was trying out for the uh, Kansas city chiefs. And well, we got another, uh, we got another CFL quarterback that is going to be trying out for some teams here going in, in the not too distant future. Yeah, that's right. Nathan Rourke is, yeah. uh, he's, uh, getting looked at, uh, Another former BC line potentially, uh, like uh, Printers was, um, but uh, I still remember the scene where uh, Printers was so mad he didn't make the team, and he asked the coach, "Why didn't I make the team?" And uh, he essentially said, uh, "You got to make you talk about uh, making chicken salad out of chicken shit, right?" Yeah. And he said, "Well." If you want to make this team, you have to eat the chicken shit. That's what the guy said. And I was like, let's go get it. You know, like, and uh, I'm sure that's not the answer that Casey printers was looking for, but nonetheless, um, yeah, yeah, but that was a, that was a good time. I'm interested to see where Nathan Rourke goes. Hey, his brother, Curtis Rourke, same, same school as the QB for the Bobcats of Ohio. He may be a guy that you've just, I joked on Twitter. It's like, just have him like same Jersey, same number, same team. Yeah. Just throw him in there. See what happens. You keep those Jersey sales going. You, you keep the money printing machine there. Cause uh, well, Alabama tried that, but uh, unfortunately, uh, tongue of Iloa is not very good. So he had <laughs> to, he had to, he had to leave to Maryland. Yeah. The could not beat out Mac. He could not beat out the well, I guess, you know, who can beat out Bryce Young, you know, he's the yeah. best quarterback in college football. So. Yeah, Talia Tangavaloa. Yeah, yeah. but uh, nonetheless. So yeah, that uh, that was Titans and Broncos. The Titans, I think, are setting themselves up to be the uh, winners of the division here. Um, 
But uh, yeah, nothing too much else to add there. Uh, another dumpster fire of a division. Yeah, but uh, we'll talk about something that's not a dumpster fire. This game was awesome. Game of the year. Minnesota Vikings versus the Buffalo Bills. The Vikings coming up clutch. Clutch Cousins. And uh, they're able to win 33-30 after a wild, an absolute wild sequence in the fourth quarter into overtime. This was such a fun game to watch. I did not want to transition over to uh, Packers and Cowboys. I wanted to keep watching this game because uh, this was this was just exciting to watch. Whether it be one of the best catches you will ever see in the NFL from Justin Jefferson, especially considering the timing of the catch and when the catch was made, uh, to uh, Cousins not making it uh, on the quarterback sneak, to then Josh Allen fumbling the ball and allowing a touchdown and where you think, oh my God, the Vikings are going to win this. Then, of course, Josh Allen gets the ball back. They get into field goal territory. They tie the game up. They go into overtime, and the Vikings are able to seal the deal after kicking a field goal and then Josh Allen throwing an interception to finish things off. What a game this was, Danny T. Old Patrick Peterson, still the wily vet. That's right. Uh, but I will tell you exactly why, what happened. And, you know, I I I I do deep dives into this, okay? And what happened is the reason why Josh Allen fumbled that ball is he does have that elbow injury, right? That UCL. Yep. But right here, this controls this controls the nerve. So you can't feel anything in your hand with with that injury. So when he went to go snap the ball, he didn't feel the ball touch his hand. So he so it just hit right down on the turf. He had no business playing in that game, especially seeing as you know, the Bills are on a bye in a couple weeks. You know, like, you got to think of the long term here. And now they are in jeopardy of maybe not even making the playoffs. They're, they need a few things for Josh Allen. They need an offensive coordinator that can, that can you know, take away his, his glaring errors. And they need a running game to help him out. Uh, I have this debate all the time. Josh Allen, not going to have a very good, a very long career. I say by the time he's 31, he's absolutely done in this league. Wow, it's just because of the physical style play that he does. Uh, when he, uh, he's a little ball. bit, he's a little bit of Cam Newton, but right now, until he gets that offensive coordinator back, like Brian Dable, he is he's he's erratic. He's prone to turnovers, and he, he is just a little bit hero ball. Yeah, there is a little bit of hero ball, and we saw that with a couple of the interceptions the last couple of weeks. That course, that sort of cemented to me where I'm like, man, this is going to be tough to consider the Bills a Super Bowl contending team if Josh Allen's going to make plays like that. I'm still a Josh Allen guy. I love the way he plays. Uh, I think he's just so much fun to watch, um, and he's just got a cannon of an arm, just an absolute rocket. And the NFL cover. changes rules for him. Yeah, exactly. So he's going to be a bene- he's going to be a beneficiary for sure. Um, but having said that, uh, I was a guy that was critical of the Vikings. I just would always accuse them of being inconsistent. They have all this talent, and they're never able to capitalize. And I got to eat some words a little bit on this Viking squad because they are eight and one right now, and uh, they are just team best record in football. Best record in football, and. Uh, and it's just uh, this team looks good, man. Uh, everything's it's the, Sean, it's the Sean McVay effect, man. Sean yep. McVay, he does that. He does this to teams. Yeah, and use, utilizing Justin Jefferson in that Cooper Cup role, and uh, you know, obviously having Kevin O'Connell as uh, the former offensive coordinator for the Rams now as your head coach. Um, Kirk Cousins is looking good. 
Uh, I'm not talking about the bling that he wears on the airplane when he's coming back home from the W. Uh, he's looking good on the field. I know that he wasn't able to convert on that uh, goal line stand there, but uh, and hey, Justin Jefferson is a guy that uh, everybody's sort Best of pegged. Oh uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's very hard to debate uh, that. I think he's at the very least top three. At the very very least, he is a elite receiver. And uh, he is showing it. Obviously, that unbelievable catch. <laughs> like I that that I think. So I'll I'll just straight up ask you: Was it better than the OBJ catch? Yeah, I mean, again, like, where like where it was where it was on the field, and you know that it actually did matter. Um, you know, uh, you you do need to give it a, a big shout out to to those gloves that uh, that they wear nowadays because you know you're not dropping nothing with those. I always tell you, I always tell you, you know, you, I always say them DBs should be wearing some of those gloves because you're not you'd have like 15 interceptions if you wore those gloves. Yeah, yeah, it's just something. But uh, yeah, this this game rocked. I love this game. Um, you know, I'm not concerned about the bills as others are. I think this is, they're still going to make the playoffs in my mind. It would have to take an utter collapse. It's not like they're getting dominated or anything like that. And this is a good Vikings team and the games that they lost were against some pretty solid teams other than, uh, other than the, eh, you could even argue the jets too, you know, like I, the jets are a solid enough team. And so it's not like they're losing to. Like last year, they lost to the Jaguars, and that just was just a bad loss. And that was kind of a symptom of those Bills teams. But when they come out to play, they come out to play. And so I'm not too concerned with the Bills in terms of making the playoffs. Um, I think playoff time will be interesting because you're starting to see some patterns, trends with Josh Allen. Um, and so you just kind of hope that he's able to get that resolved. But uh, yeah, this this game rocked. If if you haven't seen this game, you got to go see this game, especially like the last couple of minutes and over to, uh, in in the fourth quarter, starting from the two minute warning. Was just- uh, have you seen the? Uh, uh, this started to go viral this uh, today. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, they have they had the recording of the Minnesota Vikings play by play guy calling calling the game. So yeah, the broadcaster. Paul uh, Paul Allen is that his name? Paul Allen, yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh, Not to be confused with the uh, the late great Paul Allen, who was the former owner of the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he uh, he. Oh my God, what a great play by play guy Paul Allen is for the Vikings. I wish he you was ever, the Cowboys play by play guy. You ever do that? You ever break out the binoculars when you're calling a game? I've never bro- broken out the binoculars. No, um, I've been a spotter before uh, for for an announcer and have had to use the binoculars, but not while I was actually calling a game. <laughs> um, so I, uh, that, that was interesting to me. I thought that would be like a spotter's job, but Hey, kudos to Paul Allen, man, to, to uh-huh. take the lead on that. And, um, but God, he's such a great play by play guy because he's a guy that's like clearly a Homer, but he also like, oh. Uh, oh, yeah. but, but he, 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 uh, there's a great play call, uh, against the Cardinals many years ago. I want to say like the early two thousands where it was like the Vikings needed to win the game to get into the playoffs. And they were facing the lowly Cardinals at that time. And the Cardinals yeah. pulled off the ops upset. It was a last minute touchdown to win the yeah. game for the Cardinals. And the, and the call from Paul Allen was like, touchdown. No, <laughs> like just the heartbreak. Like, cause it was an awesome call. Like he called it so perfectly where it's like, 
totally put over the, the the greatness of the moment, but also was like, oh my god, they actually lost! I can't believe the Vikings lost! Like, ah, oh, just unbelievable. I highly recommend people go back and and watch that clip because that is a lot yeah. of fun. Um, but yeah, go go watch this game. This is a fun game. Watch the whole thing, start to finish. Game of the year, easily. Game of the year so far. Let's move on. Let's talk about the frauds, the New York Giants, and the Houston Texans. Uh, no. I, I, may, I may have let that one slip a little bit, but uh, they're frauds. Come on, let's come. Tell, agree with me, Danny T. They're frauds, right? <laughs> well, you know what? I was never a big believer in Brian Dable. I thought, you know what? Well, he like, if you look back at his coaching career, you know his offenses were all subpar, and then he gets Josh Allen, and all of a sudden he blows up. But Whatever, uh, whatever, whatever, uh, Mike's magic stuff he drank in Buffalo, he's he's learned how to coach football because this guy is doing something that I didn't think was possible, and he is getting Daniel Jones to take care of the football, and they're you know they have a really great formula. Hand the ball to Barkley, who I was not a fan of coming out of Penn State. Uh, I thought you know maybe he'll be Reggie Bush at the best. Mm. Still, I still do think that you know he he's he's a good back, but I don't think he's like uh, the the kind of back that the media portrays him. You know, he's like the second coming uh, of LT or something. You know, <laughs> uh, but hey, if the if the Giants are just gonna keep playing good defense, running the ball, and asking Daniel Jones to throw to random big white guys in the middle of the field, they're gonna they're gonna do uh they're gonna do some damage. Did you see what uh, Saquon called uh, Daniel Jones recently? Did you see that clip circling around? I did not. Yeah, he called him Vanilla Vic. We need you to be Vanilla Vic out there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, I've said it on this show before. I think the Giants are frauds, man. I think they're such the beneficiary of an easy schedule, and they're seeing it again here. I mean, it's the Texans. My God, the Houston Texans. This is yeah. not a team that's competitive at all. And guess what team they're facing off against this upcoming week? The Texans? It's not the or Texans. The, or the Giants? Uh, the Giants. Who are the Giants facing up against this week? Uh, they're not playing the Titans. You guessed it. It's the Detroit Lions. Yes, they're facing up against one. the Lions. So uh, you mean to tell me that the, 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 the Giants couldn't possibly pull off a victory here? Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Hey, at some point, you know, you just got you, you you got to beat the teams on your schedule, and they've been doing that. So you know, I've mentioned that. I will say, I have mentioned that you have to beat the teams that you need to beat, and they've done that. But uh, look at the teams that they have beaten to get to their seven to two record: the Chicago Bears, the Bears. Jacksonville Jaguars, the uh-huh. Houston Texans, now the Carolina Panthers, uh, the Titans in the midst of, in, at their early uh, start of the season uh, jitters. You know what I mean? When when they were oh, yeah. able to when they were honest on on a on a very bad struggling uh, streak, but nonetheless, I just look at this and I just see a team that is the beneficiary of a, of a strong schedule, and I need them to face off against a team like the Chiefs or the or the Bills or the Vikings or even the Eagles to really show. Didn't, they beat, didn't they beat the Ravens? They beat the Ravens. They did beat the Ravens, but yeah. I do not consider the Ravens in that upper echelon. Not at this point, <laughs> and so. Uh, I, I need, I need like a real team, a real football team. Uh, cause the Cowboys have beaten them. The Cowboys have beaten this team. And, uh, I, I want to hear, I want to see how they do against some of those elite teams. And so, uh, I'm not convinced quite yet. It's the Texans. You're going to, you have to run over this team and, and granted that's what they did. You're supposed to do that. But, uh, 
Well, you know what? The, uh, the the Giants, they don't have to be an elite team to get to the Super Bowl. There are no elite teams in the NFC. <sighs> yeah. How dare you say the Dallas Cowboys are an elite team? How dare you? Even, yeah, you know, like, even could, like, right. could the the coming up uh, for your third your third matchup, could the Giants absolutely beat the Eagles? Well, Washington just showed you that absolutely you you come up against that that quirky offense for a second time, and they don't grab you by the element of surprise. You know? Yeah. Could they hang with Tom Brady? Mm-hmm. I don't you know. I don't see why, you know, I don't see why uh, Wink Martindale's defense can't hold up. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was a, a terrible move by Baltimore, by the way, you know, letting go of Wink Martindale, Wink Martindale. Yeah, I agree. Things like one of the best DCs in the league. Yeah, totally. It's, uh, it's uh, not great. Um, before we mm-hmm. kind of continue on, uh, but, uh, are you, are you buying your, uh, are you being, buying your NFC championship tickets or <laughs> Geno Smith versus Daniel Jones? Oh boy. I can't wait. I've got my plane <laughs> tickets set to go. I'm going to go all the way to Seattle. Uh, it's going to uh, be great. I cannot wait. Uh, my buddy went to, uh, my, my, my buddy actually took his girlfriend to Seattle week one for, uh, for the Seattle, uh, Seattle Denver game. Oh, there you go. He was like, oh, are you kidding me? He's like the most goddamn expensive tickets in the league week one. Of course. Oh, oh man. I, I, I still have not gone to an NFL game yet. I, uh, I uh, want to go. I would like to go yeah. to the game. I, I know my, uh, my dad's gone to see the Bills, the Lions, um, and the Jets. Um, oh, close to home, man. Yeah, exactly. But, but some of those games were against the Cowboys because he's also a Cowboys fan. Oh, of course. Um, so... Uh, so he's been able to see them. He actually saw the game. Uh, he was in the building when uh, Calvin Johnson had that 300-yard receiving game. Yeah, he was there for that. Uh, so that's kind of kind of cool. Uh, I, I I think that I think he's the second best receiver of all time. Calvin. Yeah, I love it. I love Calvin Johnson. And uh, yeah, like, yeah, I think I think he's the second best receiver of all time. But I don't think he's a, a Hall of Famer, if that makes any sense. Because his career wasn't long enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's 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 ways into the Hall of Fame, but I think like like Jerry Rice is the he is the goat. He is the man. You know, he played like friggin' twenty years and just did this like forever. You know? Yeah. Now, granted, Calvin could have kept playing, but he he just wanted to start his weed company. <laughs> and and he hated the Lions at that point too. Yeah. That's I think Josh. I think. Um, I think Josh Gordon is a good customer of Calvin Johnson's right now, actually. <laughs> uh, nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> Can we talk about how robbed Josh Gordon got of a career? Poor well, guy. Yeah. I just uh, now some of that, he was absolutely dealing with some personal demons. Um, but but, uh, but of- like, is it like, if you're getting high all that time, you know, before a football game, is that really a performance enhancer? Or are you just like, Yo, man, it's just bellowing <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. I don't he, know. he told a. I, I was listening to a podcast there, and he was telling the story about when he was he was having that great season. You know, he'd uh, he'd go out on Saturday night, party it up, come in early Sunday morning to the stadium, and he would just hot box the sauna to sweat all the booze out before the game. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, uh, he'd be in there at like five thirty in the morning, just just getting high in the sauna, just getting ready for the getting ready for game day. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, 
man. You know, and he put up 2,000 yards. He put up almost 2,000 yards receiving doing it. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously just wrong, wrong place, wrong time. You know, just like could have, like, he's a guy that will always be somebody that's a what if. You know what I mean? Um, like plus Justin played, Blackman. Yeah, Justin Blackman as well. You brought that up to me a while back, and I was like, man. And also another thing that was kind of self-inflicted there, but uh, nonetheless, man. Like you couldn't even like like he ruined his career so bad that he couldn't even make the Toronto Argonauts. Isn't that crazy? And yeah. no, I I've always been a defender of that sort of stuff where I think people think it's just a cakewalk to go in and and play in the CFL. But uh, I remember Chad Johnson actually said that. Uh, uh, well, it's the bigger ball, right? Like you're not used to catching yeah. water, you know, ca- catching a watermelon there. Yeah, different rules as well, and like bigger yeah. field and and uh, and Chad Johnson said on the podcast, like, no, there are some dudes in the CFL. Like he thought it was going to be a cakewalk. He's like, no, 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 there's some dogs here. So, uh, but nonetheless, uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not too much uh, can be talked about here. I mean, it was kind of the expected result: the Chiefs getting the victory over the Jags. Um, the Chiefs continue to be the team to beat in the AFC. One of, if not the top team in the AFC, I would argue as well. Um, so uh, what uh, the big thing, I think, for some fantasy football uh, owners is uh, Kadarius Tony getting in the end. That hamstring. Yeah. That hamstring, bud. Magically healed, my friend. Oh, yeah, they got some, uh, they, they got some nice uh, medical staff down there. Yeah. I mean, when you've got uh, – when you've got uh, – uh, a prime quarterback like uh, Patrick Mahomes, you need to get some prime medical care there as well. And so yeah. maybe that's uh, maybe just kind of rubbed up off off of uh, onto Kadarius Tony. Maybe you know, like I I was never a fan of him when he was playing at Florida with uh, with Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he's a very quirky wide receiver. He need you you need to you need to scheme scheme him into your system. Uh, which obviously Andy Reid is the master at, you know, he'll find a way to get you the ball somehow, some way. Uh, but that's definitely why I wasn't working out in New York. They expected him to just be this uh, typical, typical slot receiver. And that's just not Kadarius Tony. He's a, uh, he, 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 for lack of a better term, he's a gadget wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's always interesting with Andy Reid and, and that chiefs team. Cause they're, bringing in these wide receivers like a Josh Gordon, as you mentioned, and finding guys that like have some potential to see if they could work in, in their offense is like, Hey, let's put them with Mahomes and see what happens. And I just remember Kadarius Tony had the one game against the Cowboys where he had like 180 yeah. yards receiving. And I'm like, yeah. and I'm like this, no, guy touchdown. be, no touchdowns, but he, but he, no I, I remember he just was just dominant against the Cowboys. And I was sitting there thinking like, man, this guy's gonna be a good receiver. And uh, boy, boy uh, how how things have changed in the next uh, couple of years after that. But uh, you well, know. you know, he was still he was still taken in the first round, so he's got to be doing. He's got to have some talent there to go uh, to be a to be a first round receiver. No, for sure, he's he's definitely got the skill. Uh, I think it's just a matter of putting it all together. And you know, there's some concerns. There's some talk about him back behind the scenes. Uh, I was gonna say backstage, like professional wrestling, but uh, behind the scenes. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll see with Tony. He's, he, he could be a skilled player. So, uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the Steelers and the saints and upset here. I think, uh, between- uh, no, no. Um, uh, to, to the eye maybe, but if you're, if you are a, uh, a degenerate like myself, Pittsburgh was coming off the buy. Mm-hmm. They had their best player coming back. You know, Mike Tomlin has, 
I believe Mike Tomlin now is 16 and two coming coming off the bye. Um, he just doesn't lose coming off the bye, uh, having two weeks to prepare there. So it's just uh, it, it, the the Saints have no business being in this league right now, yep. and they don't even have their first round pick. So yeah, rough times for the Saints. Uh, I don't think it's either Dalton or Winston as the solution at quarterback. Clearly. Um, I, I mean, there, there are some pieces I, I've, I've been preaching about Chris Olave for weeks. I love Chris. Olave. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's a guy that's just continuing to be, uh, having himself a good season. Um, not one of his better games, this game, three catches for 40 yards, but he's always someone to kind of keep an eye on. Um, you know, Kenny Pickett, he, uh, threw for 18, uh, completions and 199 yards passing, Continuing his development uh, there, and uh, we'll see how his development continues in Pittsburgh. Um, but uh, any other thoughts really about this game? I, th- I just kind of look at these two teams, and I don't see real playoff contenders here. I know that the Saints are in a very weak division, probably the weakest division in football, the way things are going. Um, but uh, I, it's still, I, I don't see any of these teams competing in the playoffs. No, uh, obviously Pittsburgh is not. Uh, they they might not make the playoffs for, or they might not be five hundred for the first time in Mike Tomlin's career there. But uh, they they do have a role for Pickens now that uh, Claypool is gone. He he was running all those end arounds there that uh, they loved Claypool for all those years, and uh, still bothers me though. Pickens throwing or Pickett throwing to Pickens it just does it, it, you know. Uh, that still bothers me. That's like Wilson and Wilson. So yeah, that's just my own personal thing. Um, but you know, the Steelers, you just got to re, you just got to reset and reboot. Obviously Mike Tomlin is nowhere near to being on the hot seat. No, uh, just you, they're going to need a, uh, they're, they're, they're going to need to rebuild that offensive line. And at what point do you say, okay, you know what, Matt Canada, not working. Go, go, go be a head coach in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Matt, Matt Canada is uh, very much uh, not well liked in the, in the city of Pittsburgh uh, in terms of some of his play calls there. And so uh, I, I don't foresee Matt Canada lasting in that, at least in a play caller position anyway. But uh, nonetheless, let's move on. Let's talk about Jeff Saturday's first game as a head coach. And he comes away with a W. Well, yeah, I mean, he. Uh, this is a guy that is clearly in a high stakes fantasy football league, <laughs> where he took Jonathan Taylor at the one o at the one one, and you know, and had Lamar Jackson on a bye, so it started Matt Ryan off the waiver wire there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's like, look, I, I need to get I need to get some big plays here for my fantasy football league in, in ESPN. Got to beat Mina Kimes or whatever in, in their fantasy football league. She's unbearable. <laughs> I hate that. I, I hate I hate that woman. You don't like me? Mina- oh, I, Mina Kimes is my is my football crush, my friend. I'm a big no, Liz Lola, Liz Lowe's is my girl. Oh no, I'm I'm a Mina Kimes guy. I love the analytics. I love I I love the way that she presents. I love it. I uh, I think she's great, and I will not accept this slander. Matt Ryan he throws for 222 yards passing and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, as you mentioned, he comes out of the woodworks finally. Uh, 147 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, oh my goodness! When you utilize Jonathan Taylor, good things happen. What a shock! Um, so uh, hey, uh, the Raiders aren't a good team. I think that's fair to say. And the sad thing is that uh, they might have a chance to win a game here going forward. But uh, 
I don't know. Uh, you know, a lot of, obviously a lot of people feel that uh, Saturday has no business being a head coach uh, in the, in this league. And uh, granted, I don't think he was calling plays. They don't have anybody that's called plays in that building. <laughs> but uh, if you can man, if you can manage your your coordinators and your players, go for it. Um, but hey, maybe maybe this will be a trend going forward where you know. Next interim head coach is going to be Gibby. You know, <laughs> Mark Davis is going to call Gibby, be like, "Yo, man, I need an inside voice. Let's go." <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I'll, I'll be the interim head coach. I'll probably lose the rest of the season, but uh, you know what? I'll be a rah rah coach. Be like, "Come yeah. on, guys!" I'll do the clapping, just like Jason Garrett used to do back yeah. in the day, and I will. Uh, I will lead my team to uh, catastrophic failure. Security. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, Devonte Adams would be mad at me. Uh, I think Derek Carr would cry and uh, it would just be uh, just sad times if I was the coach. Of the- uh, Derek Carr probably on his way out the door. So. Yeah, and he's a guy that I always felt uh, didn't get uh, appreciated enough. You know, I think he's a good quarterback, but... Um, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. I think he's solid enough. Uh, I, th- I think he's solid enough. I-, I think he's underrated in some aspects and... I, I think if he was on a better team, a better run organization, that's for sure. I think he'd have a little bit more success. Um, Cause we kind of forget, you know, first, I think want to say 2016, 2017, he was kind of similar to Carson Wentz. He was playing on an MVP level and then hurt his knee. And, uh, and then just wasn't really the same after that still played at a pretty high level was still a guy you could put in there, be your starting quarterback. And uh, he's led you to the playoffs before. And uh, just uh, things aren't working out. Um, no, no, it doesn't help when the uh, when the Raiders are just a terrible organization there. Uh, since 2018, they have one first round pick left on their roster. So, yeah, it is uh, it is rough there. Uh, the Mayock and Gruden years uh, weren't too kind to them. Uh, now, just getting rid of Jonathan Abram recently, and it's like, man, all these first round picks. Jonathan Abram has a new home in Green Bay. That's right. And he played in Green Bay and uh, we'll talk about the game in a moment. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's bad when the coach, uh, the new coach that has no previous experience in the in the professional or college ranks, only high school ranks comes in and beats you uh, first weekend. And an old tweet circulated again, and I mentioned it on this show, but uh, Jeff Saturday saying how the Col- uh, the not the Colts, but the Raiders look terrible. It's what he tweeted yeah. out before he uh, took the uh, coaching job for the Colts. Um, and he was right. <laughs> he, he was certainly right. Um, I still think, I, I still think it's, I, I believe in the, you got a new coach in, you got the old guy out of there and the mm-hmm. team's motivated They're They want to play for you for the new coach. And so you come in and especially in the case of Saturday, you don't know what his play calling is like, what his play style is, how his teams are coached, that sort of deal. And so you kind of go in uh, trying to see how it goes. And uh, usually, usually the team with the new head coach uh, gets the win in the first week. Um, yeah. And so I think this is what it is here. I don't foresee them this being like a change in the guard or the change of the tide or whatever for them to go on their winning ways or anything like that. No, no, no. especially against a team like the Raiders. So, um. Do we have to talk about this? Do we have to talk about this game here, Danny T? Do we have to talk about the Packers coming back? Well, I will tell you. I will tell you a story. Okay. Sure, sure. I, I All have right. Stories. I had, 
I, I had the uh, I, I was doing my my fantasy there and or not my fantasy. I was doing my betting there mm-hmm. and I was watching a little bit of the game. Not a whole lot, but the Packers were the Packers were down seven nothing. And I was like, well, you know what? The way this game is going, I don't think they'll lose. And Dallas, the, the market always tries to fool you with the with Dallas. So I was like, you know what? Give me the Packers at plus five and a half. Boom. Right there. Made, made, made some cheddar on that. Um, it, you always got to be careful betting on the, betting on the, uh, bet, betting on the Cowboys because Vegas knows that you know, this is America's team. You do want to root for them. You do want to support them. So they always throw out those, those sneaky lines, those four and a half, those three and a half. Um, and uh, from a betting perspective, those are just lines that you don't want to touch ever because it's just you'll get caught in no man's land. The The sweet spot is either three point three points or a flat seven, which you will never find. So, Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, in the case of this, uh, in the case of this Cowboys Packers game, God, I wanted to beat the Packers so badly. I wanted the Cowboys to beat the Packers so, so badly. And it was, I was feeling confident the Lions were beating the Packers. I'm like, man, if the Lions could beat the Packers, beat the Aaron Rodgers led Packers, why can't the Cowboys? And, we and it just feels like, uh, this Christian Watson game is just reminiscent of, um, uh, of that Chase Claypool game there when he had his four touchdowns in his rookie year or, you know, Marvin Jones Jr. who'd never been heard from again. Yeah, I just, oh, it was 28-14 at the end of the third quarter that mm-hmm. Dallas was leading. And lo and behold, the Green Bay Packers go on their comeback. And at that point, if you, bet 10, if you bet 10 bucks on the Packers' money line to win, you would have made, uh, made $57. Well, there you go. I should have done that. Yeah. Yeah. At least try and make some money off of my misery. I'll um, tell you, man. You you gotta you gotta start getting into the Fanduel and get your free hundred dollars. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I uh, you, you always try every time I bring you on. You're always trying to get me to get into these uh, gambling. Well, things. they did, they just raised it too because you know it was fifty and then it was seventy five and right now it's back yeah. to a hundred. So trying you know. to entice people with the money. Yeah, if you if you want if you want that hundred bucks, man, all you gotta do. You, Make a make a deposit of ten dollars and boom, there's a there's a hundred bucks in your pocket. My God, oh, so tempting. But uh, you know what I want? I want the Cowboys to beat the Packers while Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Just once. I know they already did it one before, but do it again. And I just that's all I ask because of course in this freaking game they decided to play a highlight package of all the times Aaron Rodgers beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. Or Des Bryant. Yeah, yeah the, the the Des caught it game. And the, the 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 great throw that Rodgers made uh, in another game that uh, eliminated Dak and Zeke uh, in their rookie seasons, and I was thinking, man, this is the start of some good stuff here in Dallas. Uh, and it was not. It was not. No. God, this game, was, especially overtime, was just the worst of the Cowboys coming out on display. It was the penalties. It was the bad play calling. It was running. It was not running the ball on third down. <laughs> it was just. No. And then and then kicking. And then decide not to kick the field goal and going forward on fourth down. I just like, I like, like I, 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 I just want to beat the cow, the, 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 the Packers. That's all I ask, Danny T. That's all I ask. I know you're a Packers fan. I don't care. I want my team to beat your team. I don't want to come on here and just be like, oh yeah, the Packers won again because Packers fans, let me tell you that the first ones in my DMs telling me how much 
my team sucks. And I just want it right back at them. So hey, did, uh, did Tony Pollard pull himself from the game again? Because uh, they were telling a story there that uh, after, Paul, after Pollard touches the ball 20 times, he's done for the day. Yeah, I know. By his own admission. Yeah, the, the caps. It was, it was his, his coach's admission. He says he can run unlimited. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm still a Tony Pollard guy, just for the record. <laughs> uh, of course, Christian Watson, after just dropping no, the no. ball and – no, you want to know? I want to see, you know, and this will never happen, but I want to see in Dallas next year because I think he'd be fantastic in Dallas. Is I want to see Bijan Robinson. Oh, there you go. I mean, Zeke's contract is expiring, and so why not replace him with Bijan? And then you have a Tony Pollard, Bijan Robinson duo, and that could be something. I don't think you need. I don't think you need a duo with Bijan. I think he's going to be the. Uh, uh, in terms of dynasty fantasy, obviously he is the number one pick. Yep. But I, but even in redraft leagues, you're looking at a you're looking at a top five player right there. Certainly, certainly. He's uh, also also fade Brees Hall. Uh, fade Brees Hall next year. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cowboys lose, and I am disappointed. I'm heartbroken. Can't beat the Packers. But hey, they are still third in the NFC East. And uh, still got a good record, still in competition, and uh, they got to face the Vikings this Sunday, which is going to be tough. But uh, I, uh, I, I'm still confident in the Cowboys' season. They still look good. The defense, this wasn't their best game. I expect them to rebound here. This is still a very good defense. So, But the Packers, they're able to do it. Christian Watson, of course, finally has his breakout game. And, of course, against my team. He has three touchdowns. He finally figures out how to catch a football, which is good for him. Um, so yeah, any, any thoughts from the Packers fan on this? I mean, this is definitely a spot where if the Packers did lose this game, Aaron Rodgers was going to be done for the season because there was no point in having him go out there in meaningless football to, to take shot after shot. Um, so from that perspective, I'm glad that the Packers won this game because I didn't want to have to sit through Jordan love for the next seven weeks because that would just be, you know, terrible. Not feeling the love. That guy cannot play football, man. Like, <laughs> like I, I, like I, th- I, th- I think you have a better shot of leading the Packers. Gibby. Oh my goodness. Hey, I, I, I like my chances, oh. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, uh, let's move on from that game. Let's talk about Cardinals and Rams. Uh, Colt McCoy, John Wolford, duel <laughs> in this one. I believe Colt McCoy left that game. This uh, was not did. a game to watch. No, it was uh, it was not the greatest of games. Uh, you know, Colt and McCoy, Kyler Murray is not going to be ready for Sunday either. So we're see we might see Colt McCoy again. Probably good old Colt, a favorite uh, in Texas from the University of Texas, still in, around the league, and uh, you know John Wolford. Another guy, I believe he was in the AAF, the Alliance of American Football. And, I gotta, I gotta be honest, man. I did not watch a single snap of this game. <laughs> you were, you weren't excited for John Wolford versus uh, Colt McCoy. How dare no, you? No, no, but uh, but uh, Sean McVay did find out that you cannot just give one guy the ball seventeen million times <laughs> and hope him to help, hope he'll stay healthy because now looks like all Cuppy's done for the year. Yeah, it, uh, that's a key weapon for the Rams that's out of there. Um, that's going to suck. 
uh, for the Rams. Uh, God forbid they have to use Allen Robinson in the offense. Now they got to throw out their entire play sheet, you know? Yeah. Because number 10, number 10 isn't there no more. I will say if there's anybody that would be able to utilize their offense to the best of its abilities, I think Sean McVay would be right up there. But then again, this season's not going the way it should be for the Rams. I don't know if that's all McVay or if it's just a regression of Stafford at quarterback or whatever. But uh, well, when you lose, uh, when you lose Andrew Whitworth, that's it. You know, yeah. When you lose your Hall of Fame left tackle, it's just what are you gonna do? Uh, I will say that's uh, kind of a, something that's kind of gone under the radar. I don't think it's talked about enough. I think James Conner just having a nice little career resurgence in, in Arizona. Uh, well, I no, no, he, he, he missed three games. And, uh, you know, last year, last year he, he was the LeGarrette Blunt, or, you know, this year's Jamal Williams, where he just, he might have like 50 yards and two touchdowns. You know, like James Conner had 20 touchdowns last year, obviously. James Conner is not going to have 20 touchdowns every year. So yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, that's not going to be the case, but he's a guy that uh, I've, I've just kind of enjoyed just seeing him like being productive and uh, you know, a career resurgence, I think is a strong word, but I, I like to see him succeed. He's a guy that, uh, especially if you know his story, um, he's a guy I'm cheering for. I'm rooting for. Um, so uh, I, I like the story of James Conner. I know he was hurt again, but you know, it's uh, he's a guy I'm kind of rooting for. So, uh, and, you so, know, it's, yeah. the, the Steelers keep rehashing this story over and over again because now they're just doing the same thing with uh, with, with uh, Kenny Pickett. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, nonetheless. Uh, yeah, not not much too, uh, not much else from this game. Uh, it's going to be tough for the Rams here uh, to kind of get themselves into playoff contention, um, which is, you know, crazy considering them winning a Super Bowl last year. And on paper, you look at some of the players that they brought in, this should be a better team. But uh, nonetheless, uh, could be a tough uh, road ahead for the Rams. And let's go to Sunday Night Football. The San Francisco 49ers pulling off a little comeback here to beat the L.A. Chargers 22-16. to uh, Your thoughts on this Sunday Night Football game? Definitely going to be a team to uh, be reckoned with with that, uh, with that Pro Bowl roster that they got. Uh, you know, let's, get the, let's, go, let's get the ball to Debo a little bit more, but... Uh, <laughs> From a fantasy perspective, you're not going to know who's coming at you from where. Uh, so you might play Christian McCaffrey, and he might get you three points, and uh, or you might play Elijah Mitchell, and you know he'll get you two points. Uh, so just be careful with the, with these guys. And Kyle Shanahan, he knows what he's doing. So you know there's no there's no reason not to trust in Kyle. Uh, he's got all the pieces he needs now with to run that aggressive system that uh, that he loves to run if you play all 18 games for kyle shanahan there's something wrong with you <laughs> yes it's uh the way that his uh play calling and whatever is his game style it's it'd be tough um yeah it, i i look at this and uh i've i've said i think the chargers aren't as good of a team as we thought they were but that always seems to be the case with the chargers every year i always feel they like they just keep getting chargered you know like yeah what are you going to do? What are you going to do with nothing? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, again, it's one of those teams that's on paper. And it's, this is what I criticize the Vikings for, where it's like on paper, they've got a whole bunch of talent on this team, but they just never able to put it together. Um, and they're always seem to be a contender. They always seem to be a favorite. And then something they just, as you mentioned, they just charger it. And uh, I think this is just continuing on here as well. Um, Fear the Chargers. Do you give up? Do you give up the first round pick to go get Sean Payton? Ooh, man. 
I think Peyton would be interested in 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 coaching Justin Herbert for sure. He was in the, he was in the owner's box again last night. You think that's a possibility? And you think uh, the coach there, uh, Staley, is uh, on his last legs? It's not that he's a bad coach. It's that in this NFL, we're leading offense. So you want those offensive guys, right? Like if you look at like last year, every single coach that made the playoffs was exclusively an offensive coach with obviously the exception of Brian Flores and, uh, and, um, and, uh, what's his name? Bill Belichick. Yeah. But, uh, every single, every single off uh, head coach that made the playoffs was an offensive coordinator. Fair. Or I don't know if that's, sorry, uh, not Brian Flores, uh, Sean McDermott, excuse me. Sean McDermott. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's, uh, I think it is a copycat league. We saw that with like a bunch of people trying to find the next Sean McVay and trying to find a similar play style. I think if you want to succeed in this league, you have to always try and be one step ahead as opposed to being trying to catch up. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. I, I think, I think you want to try and find that next defensive coach. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's the sort of next step to try and stop these offenses, but it's just, you really can't do it. You really can't do anything. Like you're not allowed to, you know, you're not allowed to touch an offensive player. <laughs> yeah. Outside, outside of the running back. Yeah. Some, somehow you touch the running back and it's a roughing the passer call. Like what's going on here? Like, <laughs> like that's just, it, it, they're trying to encourage more points in this modern day NFL. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's kind of rough out there. Or you gotta, or you gotta grab them down by the face mask. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the second, that's the, uh, we, when, when we do see these, they're, they're all, they're always fun. Obviously, uh, the past interference in the Super Bowl that was, that was my favorite when T Higgins just dummied Jalen Ramsey and caught an 85 yard touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Just, uh, quite something there. Um, yeah, this was, uh, it was kind of the same method that the 49ers have always done. Try not to utilize Jimmy G too much, but when he's needed, just, Use him when you need him. Um, utilize some of the weapons that you have. He's got a fantastic stat, by the way. Jimmy Garoppolo is ten and two in games where he doesn't throw an, uh, where he doesn't throw a touchdown. Hey, well there you go. Win, win where you can, I guess. Like, hey, Jimmy G, don't throw any touchdowns, please. <laughs> like ten and two in games where he doesn't throw a touchdown. We're trying to win games here, Jimmy. Don't <laughs> throw a touchdown. <laughs> so uh, that's the new method. I like it. Yeah. Um, speaking of things I like, I like seeing the Philadelphia Eagles losing. Finally, their first loss of the season comes against the Washington Commanders of all teams as the Commanders are able to come onto the home field of, of Philly and take the victory 32-21. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Philly lost. Thank God. Um, I, uh, I was a little surprised uh, that uh, they lost here, but uh Hey, I'm happy. I, yeah, it's another NFC East divisional rival that's winning, but the Commanders aren't going to do much this season. So hey, uh, I I enjoy Taylor Heineke uh, behind uh, behind center. Uh, I like him more than Carson Wentz at this stage, and he should be the starting QB for the rest of the he's season. He's going to be starting. He's going to be starting on Sunday. Uh, yep. They uh, no for no other reason than his chemistry with uh with Scary Terry is just off the charts. Yes. McLaurin has been low-key one of the best receivers in the league this year. Uh, anytime he comes up against a shadow, cor- uh, a shadow corner, he just destroys them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put up 120, 100 and some yards against Jair Alexander. 
against Darius Slay. He had like 86 yards and a touchdown, and he just burned him again for the second time. Uh, so he's really got Darius Slay's number there. Uh, the only one that he doesn't have he doesn't have to draw this year is uh, he doesn't have to get lost in the sauce. So you know, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you mentioned with Terry McLaurin, he always is a guy that goes under the radar uh, and always performs at a high level. Um, one of the better receivers in the league, I think it's fair to say, and uh, he just doesn't get enough love because he, the team he plays for. Um, but uh, hey, Taylor Heineke, look, he didn't throw a touchdown. In fact, he threw an interception. But there's clearly like a different energy when Heineke plays compared to Wentz. I'll, and, and I'll you, tell you the one. I'll tell you the one college quarterback I'm enamored with, and I, I don't know if uh, he should go at the end of the first round. So if you're down there, you definitely and you need a quarterback, you should be looking at Van Dyke out of Florida. This guy, this kid, looks like he can he can play. There you go. Yeah, so, yeah. I want to see. Um, I want to see McLaurin and Van Dyke. Huh? See that how that connection rolls. No, oh, exactly. Did you like, by the way, that uh, Taylor Heineke did the Kirk Cousins celebration? The Kirk Cousins. I, I mean, uh, it, it's going. It's uh, it's becoming very trendy. He wasn't the uh, the first one to do that either. Uh, the week before, I think it was uh, another defender. Another defender did that as well. So you know, it's just becoming a like. I want to. I want to look back at the history of the gritty. Like, where did like how did the gritty take off in the NFL? I think it was started by Justin Jefferson. I think he, that's where it took off was Justin uh, Jefferson uh, for, for, for better or for worse. Um, <laughs> certainly for worse, but, uh, but just like, well, why, why did it become such a thing? You like, why is looking like an idiot? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's the Fortnite stuff, right? Like, cause uh, that was a Fortnite dance, right? So uh, <laughs> I just like, look, Mike Gesicki tried to do the uh, gritty and that wasn't very good. Kirk Cousins have tr- has tried to do the gritty before. Um, there's only so many people that could perform the gritty very well. And no. uh, it's certainly not uh, Mike Kosicki, I can tell you that. But, uh, no, no, no. But the commander's getting the victory here. Uh, I, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I uh, think it brings the Eagles back down to earth a little bit. I will take it. So, and that's it. That is a look at week 10. That is everything going on in the NFL week 10. We're going to wrap things up here with a quick look at week 11. Make our picks. And we'll start Thursday night with the Titans and the Packers. Your pick. All right. We got uh, we got uh, Green Bay, the, the favorite at home, like they should be, minus three and a half. Don't think that Ryan Tannehill is completely healthy. And if he is not there, they are going to struggle to move the ball, even with the king. Um, give me, give me the Packers home favorite minus three. Yeah, I was thinking about the home field advantage in this as well, but uh, I'm going to pick the Titans here uh, over the Packers. Um, I, I, I like the momentum that the Titans are coming in with. Uh, I, I, I think the Titans will come out to play in this game, so I'm going to pick the Titans to win over the Green Bay Packers. And we go into Sunday, where we'll start with the Bears and the Falcons, your pick. Let's see. Again, we got Atlanta minus three, uh, minus three home favorite. Uh, the Bears are coming off that emotional, uh, that emotional loss. Um, the play here might be actually the Bears on the money line, even though Atlanta has been so good against the spread. Or you could just be Steve. Uh, you could just, yeah. Um, yeah, Bears money line, Bears win. We'll call it twenty. 
Call it uh, 2521. There you go. I am going to pick the Bears as well. Um, I like the Bears here to get the victory. I like the momentum that uh, Fields is coming in with, and uh, I, I think uh, they're going to run over this Falcons defense. Uh, Falcons are just so inconsistent for me that it's really tough for me to confidently pick in the Falcons, and I like the stride that the Bears are coming in with. So I'm going to pick the Chicago Bears uh, with the victory over the Falcons. Eagles and Colts, your pick. Uh, the Colts are coming off that emotional win. Uh, they, and they are a six and a half point home dog. So that's never good. Uh, they might, they might cover, but uh, give me the, give me the, give me the Eagles to get back on track here. Yeah. I'm also going to pick the Eagles reluctantly uh, to win this one. Uh, I think the Colts got their nice feel good moment of the season, but I think the Eagles are going to bring them back to their place. So I'm going to pick the Eagles here reluctantly to beat the Colts. Jets and Patriots. Well, the Jets, is this the Jets Patriots game where the Jets beat the Patriots? It's hard. It's hard to beat a T it's, it's hard to beat a division rival twice. And you know, the Jets played them really well. Uh, right now it's new England minus three and a half. And I think with that zappy experiment done, I think the, I think the Patriots can pull out the win here, pull out the upset. Well, not an upset. They're the home favorite. I am going to pick the Jets. Yes, I heard you mention the home field advantage, but I think the Jets, they've learned from the first game. They're going to come into New England and they're going to win this one. I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling this one. So I'm going to pick the New York Jets to win. This is the second time I've picked the Jets to go over the Patriots. If they don't win, I'm never picking the Jets ever again in any Patriots game for the rest of my life. Even if the Jets end up somehow getting onto a dynasty run. You're going to see, you're going to start seeing ghosts. Huh? I'm going to start seeing ghosts just like Darnold did when yeah. he was there. Uh, here's a mid off commanders versus the Texans. Your pick. Washington and Texas. We got uh, Texans plus three and a half dog at home. Washington feeling themselves a little bit right now, but that uh, we did say that Terry McLaurin is really good against uh, uh, against shadow corners. I suspect that he will see Derek Stingley Jr. all over the field. Um, I think he just toasts him. We're not seeing very good quarterback play from either team. And uh, the Texans just can't stop the run, which is something that uh, Washington does very well. Give me Brian Robinson and company at minus three and a half. There you go. I'm going to pick the commanders as well. Uh, I am going to uh, have them over the Texans. Uh, I, I think that, uh, again, it's going to be very tough for me to pick the, pick the Texans. And I just look at the way the commanders, again, they're coming off a big win. I think that will carry over. I think in this case, it'll carry over. And I'm going to pick the commanders to beat the Texans there. Rams and Saints, your pick. Rams and Saints. Tex, uh, Saints minus three and a half home favorite. We got the Rams traveling across the country. Uh, Vegas doesn't anticipate that this is going to be a high scoring game. And the over under is set at 38 and a half. Give me, uh, give me the offensive coach. Give me Sean McVay and the Rams to 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 cover. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with this one as well. I'm also gonna pick the Rams. Uh, I think I I I'm just not confident in this Saints team at this stage of the season. Uh, I I trust more in the coaching of McVay as you mentioned uh, to kind of turn things around. Um, even if it's John Wolford in there, uh, I'm still gonna pick the Rams. Uh, Browns and Bills, your pick. 
The snowball. We're looking at, we're expecting uh, six feet of snow in Buffalo on Sunday. Um, and right now they are a seven and a half point favorite at home with uh, the bye coming up. I don't like that. And give me the Browns to win outright. Ooh, Browns winning outright. Interesting. They do what they do. What uh, this game is going to be built for the Browns. We're looking at we're looking at uh, six feet of snow. Yep. They're gonna they're gonna run the ball down your throat with Chubb and with the Hunt, and you're not gonna be able to get Josh Allen and company on the field. Interesting, interesting pick there. I am picking the Bills, but I like the reasoning that you made. I do think it's gonna be close. I think, as you mentioned, with the snow being a factor. Um, this is not going to be a high-scoring game, I don't think. I think it'll be back and forth. Uh, I think it'll be close, but I've got the Bills edging out uh, in this one. And I think that'll just be dependent on how much snow drops on the ground as well. Uh, let's go to Panthers and Ravens, your pick. We got the Ravens minus 13, a home favorite. The the Panthers, they've been struggling. They're a, uh, they are, if you if you want to bet 10 bucks on the Panthers to win outright, it, you, it's paying out. $62, um, you know, it's not too crazy because Baker Mayfield does know this team very well. Um, give me the Browns, not give me the Panthers not to win, but give me the give me the Panthers to at least cover the 13 and a half spread, but I will take Baltimore in a close one. I'm going to pick Baltimore as well. Uh, I've got the Ravens uh, getting over the Panthers here. Uh, I think this will be some key games for the Ravens to prove to me that they are belong in the upper echelon of teams uh, for me. Cause I'm still not quite there yet with the Ravens. I think they are a good team. I don't think they're in the same caliber of team as like a chiefs or the Vikings or whatever. So uh, I think now this is a Panthers team. That's not going to prove that, but I think if they are able to put together some wins, you, you beat the teams you need to beat and dominant fashion. Uh, I think the Ravens can make that jump. I'm going to pick the Ravens here to get the victory. Going to go Lions and Giants next. Who are your pick? Lions and Giants. We got the Giants, a field goal favorite at home in the Meadowlands. The Lions are still, they're getting healthy, but they're still banged up. They're coming off that win. I don't think they do it two, two weeks in a row because golf is really erratic on the road. Give me the, give me the better coach and Brian Dable and give me the, give me a, Give me the better quarterback in Daniel Jones. Words I never thought I would say. Right? Isn't that crazy? Um, I'm going to pick the Giants as well. Um, Lions are on a nice little streak here. Uh, I, I think it was a nice little come up for them to beat divisional opponents. Um, but I think the Giants, the way that they're going right now, I, I be, obviously have been critical of them. Not a big Giants guy. I don't believe it. But uh, this is a team that they can beat, and I think they will beat them. I've got the Giants beating the Lions here. Raiders and Broncos, your pick. I am going to make history on this podcast, Gibby. Ooh. I am going to pick a tie. A tie? This is going to be a 12-12 game. 12-12? Wow, there you go. I think, this, yeah, I think this is the first time we've had a tie on here. So how about that? Uh, wow. All right. I'm not yeah. picking a tie. I am not going to pick a tie. Uh, I'm picking the this Broncos. Game that you don't want to watch, you know? Yeah, I know. I don't want to watch this game for sure. Um, but I've got the Broncos edging out here and uh, getting the victory. Um, these are two not great teams, especially the Raiders, though. And I think the Ra- uh, the Broncos will pull out a victory. But I think it's also going to be low scoring, as you mentioned. I don't think we're going to get a shootout here. Uh, would be shocked if either one of these teams scores more than 20 points. So I'm going to pick the Broncos here. Cowboys and Vikings, your pick. 
Well, Vegas is being a little rude at this on this one. They have the Minnesota Vikings, a plus one and a half dog at home coming off that just wild game uh, against the Bills. And you know what? They have the they have they have a more talented roster. They have the better coach. Uh, They subscribe to that young analytic thinking. Give me the give me the Vikings and Kirk Cousins, not to be confused with Kurt Cousins showing up. Man, it's my Cowboys. I want to pick them, but I can't pick them in this scenario. I got to pick the Vikings. Vikings. Tell you what, if this game was in prime time, I'd be taking the Cowboys. Yeah, if it was like eight o'clock game, then I'd be a lot more confident uh, that. Or if it was next week on Thanksgiving, you know. Yeah, but uh, that is not the case, and so. I am going to pick the Vikings here to beat the Cowboys. Bengals and Steelers, your pick. We got the we got the Bengals uh, minus three and a half on the road at Pittsburgh. Uh, this one is usually tight. They got uh, they got old old TJ back, and uh, they st- the Bengals still struggle to protect the quarterback. Give me the uh, give me the Steelers. All right. I'm going to pick the Bengals. I'm going to pick the Bengals here. Um, Steelers are just not confident to make the selection and, and, and pick them as winners. Um, I like the, the, the idea home, at home, their divisional uh, opponents, but I'm still going to pick the Bengals. I, I'm not confident going on in the Steelers' direction. Let's go to Sunday night. Chiefs and Chargers, your pick. And this one was flexed in in place of the Steelers and uh, Bengals. We have a plus five and a half Chargers dog at home. I don't think they can match up against the Chiefs right now with uh, with nothing. So give me the Chiefs. I agree. I am also going to pick the Chiefs here uh, over the Chargers. I think this team is just on a roll. They're, they, they've got things figured out. Um, and uh, I think that's going to continue. I'm going to pick the Chiefs uh, with the victory. And finally, Monday Night Football, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Your pick. No uh, no lineup for this one just yet. It is a neutral site game. But uh, give it, give me the Niners as long as that, uh, that, uh, that turf holds up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I am going to agree as well. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to pick the 49ers as well. And, to get the- and Kyler Murray not, might not even play. So Yeah, if Kyler Murray doesn't play, this is going to be a rough night for the Cardinals. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick the 49ers. And that's it, my friend. We've gone through everything you needed to know in the world of football. But I'm going to throw this at you last minute. The Grey Cup is happening this Sunday. The Canadian Football League. The Toronto Argonauts versus the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at Mosaic Stadium in Regina. I want to tell, ask you right now, on the spot, we did not prep this. I did not tell you about this, so you can be mad at me later. But I need to <laughs> ask you, who is winning the Grey Cup this season? Mr. Well, I don't watch Canadian football often, but I do know one thing, that it is uh, that, that the Bombers are champions, and I guess they repeat once again. They're even home favorites at minus 5.5, wherever this game is being played. I don't know. Mosaic but, uh, Stadium in Regina. Yeah, so yeah, give me the Bombers minus five. Like it, like it. I'm also picking the Bombers as well. There you go, a great cup pick. I'm picking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, as long as Zach Caleros plays, and uh, I think uh, the Bombers will get the victory. That offense is just stacked for Winnipeg, and I think it will be a tough time for Toronto to counteract the offensive attack from Winnipeg. And this just looks like a dynasty CFL squad right now. So... 
Uh, that is it. That is everything. I threw the little gray cup pick at you just to see how you would react, how you shuffle on your feet or whatever. But uh, I always got FanDuel right here. You know, FanDuel you never shows me wrong. <laughs> That's right. There you go. And so if you want to bet on the gray cup, give me, I can give you a hundred dollars to bet on the gray cup. <laughs> it's still trying to get me to bet. I love it. And, your first, to- and your first bet is sweat free up to a thousand dollars. So you get your money back too. Hey. If you lose. Hey, there you go. Um, but uh, nonetheless, uh, I'm going to see if I could try and catch the Grey Cup uh, because honestly, this NFL Sunday, other than Cowboys and Vikings, uh, is just not looking too hot for me right now. So, uh, uh, is it, uh, have you convinced the boss yet to, that you need to go out there to cover the game? Uh, I should try. I should try. Yeah. Yeah, get, yeah. get the airfare paid for and whatever. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like it'd be a real tough sell. I it's need, one of the perks for news, you know? That's right. I need I need somebody from Belleville to play for the Cowboys, then maybe, maybe I could get in. But uh, I No, no, I'm talking about the Grey, the Grey Cup, man. The oh, Grey the Cup. Grey Cup. Oh, yeah. that one, eh. If there's a, again, I, if there's a Belleville player playing for the Argonauts or the Blue Bombers, then yeah, I think I may have a chance. But uh, mm. I would love to go to a Grey Cup. Uh, I think oh, the nice thing to the Panthers, you know, Chubba Hubbard is playing. So. Hey, maybe a future uh, CFL running back, Chubba Hubbard. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't shock me um but uh hey uh the next time that the gray cup goes to ottawa i'm gonna try and 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 go to one uh, a gray cup because it looks like a lot of fun and uh i enjoy my football because that's why i do a football podcast so uh yeah probably gonna catch the gray cup on sunday night we'll we'll see how that game goes and see if it's uh any close um but uh that's it anything you want to promote you want to promote that uh wibbly uh site again uh, Dan, uh, Danny T radio, uh, dot com. Uh, if you want to find my resume and some of my work and, and, uh, my blog of all the places that I've been, it's, uh, it's up there. There you go. Find yeah. that man's website and, uh, we'll put a link into it, into the bottom of this. There you Why go. Not? Uh, <laughs> just, uh, make sure you send me the website link and, uh, right. and, and I'll get, and I'll get you going. But, uh, yeah, you can Sounds listen good. to Gibby's football podcast. Uh, try and do at least one episode every week with a different guest co-host. Um, listen to it on your favorite podcast platform, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. We are on there. And uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you can listen to This Is Wrestling every week. Uh, it's part of the TSN 1200 podcast network. Uh, talking about professional wrestling. Full gear coming up this Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. Um, should be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, uh, that's it for the podcasting side of things. You can follow this podcast at Football Gibby on Instagram. Uh, and as well, you could just search up Gibby's Football Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. It should pop up there as well. If you wanted to keep up to date in terms of uh, how my picks went and uh, new episodes being released, you can find it on that social media. But until then, we'll see you next week for another edition of Gibby's Football Podcast.